Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Are Doomed, a Soccer Ranger podcast, back for our second season. And yes, we're still going to be talking about conventions, cosplay, and nerdom in general. Yay. Who are we? <laughs> Who are we? I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the White and Green Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. And starting off the year, we have a, an actual guest. Hi. McKenna. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to say that. Robert. Magic. Magic. Yeah, magic. Studio. Okay. <laughs> magic. It's like, it's magic with a J. Magic a J. Time Studios. Yeah. Yes. Magic. Yeah, wait. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, McKenna, for joining us for episode one of season one, two. So glad to be the first guest of the new set. Tyler. Yo, what's up? <laughs> we did music last at the end of last season. We're not doing music right now. Put that down. Put it down. I know you have an addiction. <laughs> I've got an addiction to music, man. Man, I gotta get my. It just head. feeds his soul. We're gonna bring bongos next time. <laughs> I can do it. Don't. I, I'm bringing Don't bongos next time. No, they're, they're too tempted. I'm already. They're they're, they're coming. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> McKenna, quick, uh, while we're waiting for the impending doom that is bongos that are incoming, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, first cosplay, first convention. Uh, does that first cosplay still exist? And uh, what got you into it? So I, I'll. So f- the first cosplay that I did that what could actually be considered cosplay um, because I come from a theater background, so dressing up on days that are not Halloween, it was a fairly regular thing. How but, far back does this theater background go, is my is in curiosity? Um, my first performance was when I was three? I'm guessing your parents, your parents weren't that much of a... weren't uh, from a theater background as well, or did you just got uh, into it well, really quick? My mom... Who's a musician, a pianist, and directed theater and what have you, and was really involved in the community theater. So, as soon as, so rather than hiring a babysitter, I got to go to rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, the, the, the dressing up in weird costumes was not all that strange to her. Okay. Um, but yeah, so first costume. I am loath to admit was Naruto. Um, That's actually a common one for us, actually. Yeah, actually... I, I, I've heard. I've, um, but I was actually Naruto because it was for a, and this is for a high school, my high school anime club group of them decided that they wanted to cosplay to convention and chose Naruto as the the Topic. crew. Yeah, it's <laughs> the group. And I asked, they asked me if I wanted to be in it. I was like, oh, sure, whatever. And it's like, well, you get to be Naruto because you have short blonde hair. <laughs> so I, I went to Goodwill and got orange and blue stuff and made a Naruto costume. I am very, very glad that there are no pictures of it anywhere. It Has it been burned? It has not been burned. It disintegrated in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, like, cause I, I, I dyed the pants, like, the wh- pants were white scrubs that I dyed, and they came out, like, 
a soft orange tangerine color, not even bright orange. Um, and I, I had used Elmer's glue to glue all the bits and pieces onto the jacket. Mm. And washing it when I got home from convention, all the bits and pieces fell off. And I had watched before... I had never watched Naruto before I was told to be Naruto. And I had only watched half an episode before I got to convention. So I knew nothing about this character that I was dressed up as. Other than just a couple of poses that I got from that one half episode. Um, Because this was back in 2006. Oh dear. Yeah, so way back when, when... in anime on the TV was or on the internet was not that common, but yeah, so just happened to catch one on Toonami or whatever, and yeah, so very glad that did not survive to see the light of day. Um, yeah, and the bits and pieces have been donated to Goodwill by now, so yep, do not have that. Although I might still have the headband somewhere in my stuff. You gotta have your headband. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> those things, like, just... I feel like there's a lot of those somewhere in, like, closets all over the place. Because Naruto is just so popular that, that everyone... That just... and, and the bargain bin at, at thrift stores, right? Uh, yeah. I will admit that one of my first costumes that I ever wanted to do was... Um, EB Key. Um, okay. from, from that. So that was gonna... Yeah. yeah. That's I still the, barely know anything about Naruto, but I've seen more than the guy an episode with the ice now. powers. The male, no. like a female. No, no, no. Ibiki was the head head interrogator for the for the. Tor- oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, I was trying to remember who who was that. He was uh, um, he was a Jonin yeah. level, but that's all I remember. <laughs> now I remember him. He's a Nubu, a Nubu. So yeah. But so then, first convention was actually the Sakuracon previous to where I were Naruto. Uh, so there was Sakuracon 2005, back when it was still in a hotel in SeaTac. Really? Um, you're what? Yeah. You're one of those two. Yeah. Wow. Small freaking <laughs> world. The last year it was in. Last year it was down in SeaTac. Um, yeah. And then. Yeah, mine too. And who, who else? Who else uh, was there that year? Turn around. Uh, We've had so many of these podcasts. I know somebody else went yeah. and had that. There's their first year as well, and I, I can't remember who. Um, I know I just listened to all of them, but I don't remember. <laughs> Christy, maybe Sam, Christy. Uh, God, who else? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember all the guests we've had, and like, there's yeah. just. I'm Sam. trying to think of like the guests who are like the kind of ones have been going for a long time, like the yeah. the yeah. seniors, I'd say. Kuro, Kuro. Oh. Strife. Yeah. Did we have Cloud? Cloud was. Yeah, was Cloud she? was here last week. So. No, no, yeah, it wasn't her. Time, yeah. No, I don't think she was going that long ago. No, no, cause uh-huh. she she started yeah, yeah. in 2008. I remember that. Yeah. Because um, we traded stories. Um, what about Greg? Sam. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Greg. Maybe it's Greg. I think Maybe. it might have been Greg. I, th- I think that's it, yeah. See, I do remember I didn't spend a whole lot of time at the 
convention, and I know that I went to the local mall to buy manga because no, none of the vendors had the volume I wanted. So, <laughs> <laughs> things I remember from that convention. But I also remember walking around seeing people in costume and being like, why am I not in costume? I want a costume. So, that's why I jumped on board when my friends suggested we do that Naruto group. And then, mm. then once I got to college and make my own costumes. So pretty much, yep. Yep. So well, we've all talked about how we got started, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how, how how did Cole get started again? I can't, I can't remember this. I just you. Uh, it was just <laughs> me. Was it just me? <laughs> yes. You're to oh. blame, Tyler. I don't know. I just wanted to make a Keyblade one day. That, that was all I wanted. I played Kingdom Hearts, and I was just like, that's cool. I want a Keyblade. That's cool. Yeah. So I just kind of made one and got a solo um, If I remember correctly, um, actually, I can actually blame cosplayers from Vancouver, actually. Um, uh, uh. Um, so I, because what we did was, um, I was watching... Re- I was watching YouTube randomly, and I was just watching... I think I was watching, actually, a Naruto version of The Internet is for Porn uh, on, oh, on stage. Oh, like a skit or something. Yeah, yeah, a skit. And I was watching that. Then I, I found other cosplayers, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I got into that. And then a few months later, once I figured out where SoccerCon was, I was like, hey, Tyler. Yeah. Do you want to go to an anime convention? And he's oh. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. I've been wanting to go to one for was Like, which one do you want to go to? Well, I was thinking about this one in Seattle. Huh. Yeah. And then that was it. So yeah, going to SakuraCon was Cole's idea, actually. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's weird. Weird. It's it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's that. Um. Anyways. 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 That's three drinks right there. Uh, there is a little bit of a drinking game when someone says anyways. Or stuff ah. like that. I see. Mostly Cole says it. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yes, we, yeah, we would for like the kids to make at home. <laughs> for the <laughs> kids at for, home. For those who want to play along at home. Yeah. yeah don't listen to this podcast at night in the morning. <laughs> this is the unofficial soccer rangers drinking game because we don't want to be associated with any... Um, Alcohol poisoning related uh, injuries take and deaths. Sh- so oh. take a shot every time Cole mentions food anime. <laughs> oh God, no that that could be good because it'd be a shot, like taking a drink for other stuff, taking a shot for that because yeah. it's not always, not always, but some days. So, yeah. anyways, up uh, upcoming conventions, upcoming conventions. Cole, Cole. Uh, yeah, I'll move on to that right now. Just give me one second. Here's here's the the other game we what? play of is uh, <laughs> Cole trying to pronounce or figure out what oh yeah the, figure out where where states are yeah, yeah. no yeah what, let's what see. states are what states where, are where where world is where what are things <laughs> yes okay where in the world Ever is hate. Cole today and remember to go and take a whole bottle of lager every time that anime and apocalypse are put together in the convention name oh, yeah. oh god that is always funny. <laughs> The trend of anime apocalypse. Maybe it's a brand. I feel like it's. I feel like it's predicting something that we're just too dumb to realize. Like it could be a brand, but I don't. I don't feel like that. Because yeah, the Comic Cons have to pay to use the Comic Con name. Yeah, Yeah. but like I feel apocalypse isn't really. If you have a brand, you wouldn't really want to have that as your brand. 
Because <laughs> religious people will get mad. Well, yeah, because you'd well, be they're already mad at us. But yeah, <laughs> but you'd be you'd be a, you'd be big enough if you had a brand that other cons were using that you'd have lawyers and a team of people looking at stuff and going, is this good or is this bad? Well, is, then, is this an appropriate or, or like packs where it's the same set of people that go around the country? Yeah, doing packs. But they're so. that's yeah, that's just called packs though. It's not really it's it's an acronym. It's uh, Penny Arcade yeah, Expo. But I, or, well, it's not uh, Penny Arcade Expo anymore. MCM Expo. But yeah. yeah. But anyway, so let's get MCM. into this now. Before right now, so European. I don't forget. Okay. Okay. So starting off, we with anime conventions, we have A and G Con in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Mang Azur in Toulon, France. We have No Brand Con. Oh my God. <laughs> no Brand. Ooh, playing the real game there. Jeez. No Name and, Con. Yeah, and yeah, literally. Uh, I would go to that. Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin. Ooh, they got good, uh, they got good water parks there. Hmm. Let's see. There we go. Uh, Cynix Percon in Cynix Falls, uh, South Dakota. Um, Supernova Pop Culture Expo, Melbourne, in Melbourne, Vic, Australia. That's a long freaking name. That is. There's probably uh, an acronym. Probably. UBCon in Buffalo, New York. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, CHS Otaku Fest in Aliascott City, Maryland. Maryland? Hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, Nippon Con in, um, in Westminster, Maryland. Jesus, Tyler. Keep <laughs> going. I am. I'm cheating while I'm doing this. Uh, but, anime but, wait, 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 wait. How are you cheating? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. Does he have a, a list of lookups? I think he no. does. <laughs> anime <laughs> Detour in Bloomington, uh, Minnesota. <laughs> anyway, Conagration um, in Omaha, Nebraska. It's all a lie now. It's not a lie. Oh, lie. He didn't know that was Nebraska. Like a couple episodes back, I was like, why doesn't he just look him up beforehand? Yeah, I forgot. Uh, Tyler, (laughs) the the thing is, you're forgetting that my roommate used to live in in Omaha for like three years. That one's easy. I don't know. Everyone you pause on a little bit, I'm now extremely suspicious of. Uh, See, those really are the ones I'm not suspicious of. Florida, Florida anime experience in Florida, in uh, Ki- Kissimmee, Florida. Kissimmee, Florida. Yeah, there we go. Okay, that was close. Castle Point Anime Convention in Hoboken, uh, New Jersey. Chase Con Expo <laughs> in New Jersey. Saratoga Springs, New York. Dude, where's your car? Where's your car, oh, dude? Hey, Tyler, here's a, here's a local one. Fat Expo Regina in Regina, Saskatchewan. Hey, wait, wait, that's this weekend? That's Yeah. <laughs> this weekend? Oh, wait a minute. I'm like 10 over. Never mind, that's next weekend. Uh, oh, dear God. 
<laughs> first episode of season two and we're already off the rails. Roaring start. Roaring start, guys. Yeah, yep. whatever. I, I I went six over. So those six are not happening this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, because it was like Majestics is this weekend in Regina. And so I don't know why they'd have that, too. So shit, I'll just uh... get to ride with my parents. And then they're going out for Regina <laughs> right now. I'll be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit in the back and put some keyblades in the trunk and it'll be fine. And then just Ignore the there. wild hair. Wait, you already have wild hair, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be in the Trans Am too, so it'd be a lot of wind blowing. <laughs> All right. Um, and then there's the and then for uh, Comic Cons, there's just one Cape Comic Con in Cape uh, Girard. This is French. Uh, Girardru, uh Missouri. It's French in Missouri. Mm. Yeah. Cape. Huh. French the, the, the Cajuns went to yeah, Louisiana Cajun. through. Uh, yeah. uh, that makes sense. Get the poor boys and the crawdaddies. Have some gumbo. Yeah, good old gumbo. <laughs> anyway, so that's the But anyway, that's what we talked about. Anyway, so that's the end of um, upcoming conventions <laughs> with some cheating. Why? <laughs> <laughs> fun well, anymore. Um, and once again, like I say each time, if you're heading to any of these conventions, have fun, follow the ten rules of con, and um, don't do something stupid. Yes, be a Rob. Be a Rob. Don't be a Greg. Yes, Greg has more fun, but don't be a Greg. I want to still be a Greg, though. Be somewhere in between. Yeah. All right, so moving on to... The upcoming, uh, not upcoming conventions, we just did that. Uh, Big Con news and our evening subject, which we are going to go over, Soccer Con. Yay. Yay. So <laughs> it has been, how many weeks has it been since Con? Two weeks? 700 weeks. Two and a half Yeah, but, yeah. yeah about two and a half I had another convention weeks. in there, so. Yeah. But two and a half weeks since Soccer Con. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, who wants to start? Who you wants sound to start? Bored. You sound boredful. I'm not bored. I'm just uh, yawning. Sound mm-hmm. boredful. I'm not bored. You sound full <laughs> <cold> bored. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah. Yeah. Who Soccer Conference View. Yeah. Who feels like being the first Robert, person? Who, who wants to open the, the can of worms? <laughs> Robert. Robert. You can go. Yeah, Robert, you can go first because you're talking about it, so... Yeah, okay, okay. SoccerCon review. Um, I'm, I'm going to be blunt here and without uh, explaining too much, just go and say this legitimately has been the best convention that I have been to just from a personal satisfaction level in about four years. This was just, this was a really good one for me. Cool. There was uh, there was a bit of chaos that happened. I um, <laughs> managed to uh, break a few things uh, the night before uh, we left for con. So uh, smashy, smashy. Yeah, yeah, more like trippy, trippy. Boom! Oh fuck! What the hell have I done? This is why we sleep. <laughs> yeah, that was my mistake. I know, I know. <laughs> there were a few complications with the way that my uh, my evenings went. So uh, that was unfortunate. I will say that. Hat, but from the time that I got to the convention on day zero, meeting up with the guys, it it all just went right as far as I'm concerned. There were, you know, okay, there were some shortcomings that went along with it. There always are going to be in life, but this was just a great one. I got a chance to go and not only 
I have a chance to not only talk to people that I see every year, but form legitimate friendships um, with people that I've either admired or worked with and just not gotten a good chance to go and talk with. Uh, there was a real sense of camaraderie and community this time around that uh, just, I don't know, something was just working, I think, for everybody. It was it was just good. Mm. And I was just really happy with the way it turned out. And I will be honest, cosplay chess main game, oh, that was a good feeling. That was a really good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that one out there. Definitely, we can move on to that in a little bit. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we talked a little bit about this on um, day zero when we did the co- when we did the podcast at con. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we all kind of got there spread out throughout the afternoon. Tyler and I got there about quarter to noon. Was it that late? We the well maybe it was around eleven. Okay, that, that sounds more right. Because if that's the case, then I only I was only like an hour behind you. That if you got there at like a quarter to noon. No, because you didn't get there till like almost two thirty. Dude, it was one o'clock. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't leave my one? house till one, and I b- beat you there. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we didn't like. I was already I was already hanging out with uh, like McKenna, uh, me and, and Cloud and. Yeah, yeah, but I was fi- but I was fighting getting checked into the hotel or into the hotel and a couple of other things as well. Okay, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, I just so, got a I got a text from you and he was like, "You're in the lobby," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then we came down to the lobby of the Roosevelt. Yeah. 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 No, that that was like an hour after I got there and we had gotten checked in and Molly and I had gotten our badges at that point. Okay, so this yeah. is kind of what, so we you had been there, but you hadn't told us you were there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Tyler. I thought had, I hit sent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me and Tyler had gotten there about mm, about eleven. Yeah. Um. So we had already dropped off our bags at the hotel and put them in storage. And then we kind of just wandered around looking for. We went. We went up to the. You were exhausted that day, Tyler. So. I said, was exhausted because I was also moving and all a lot of other shit like that. So this whole con for me was supposed to be more relaxing than anything. This was this was my vacation from life, so I really didn't want to do stuff. So any chance I got to just kind of get away and just kind of you know, hung out, hung out with people that I normally don't. Well, I don't get to see a whole lot. So and yeah, so that's kind of what my con was: is that I just hung out with people I don't get to see for like a whole year. Mm-hmm. And it's people that are not as super energetic as everyone. Ever, most people that are at cons are super energetic and outgoing and very ADD. And Great. it's kind of like herding cats. <laughs> Normally, I'm okay hanging around with that, but like being going through what I was going through most of the month of like uh, having to move, getting a place ready, moving a whole bunch of stuff, getting stuff ready for con for a big trip for traveling that far. I was just tired, and so mm-hmm. I couldn't really stand hanging around with too many people that were just all over the place and excited at the time because it was just it was a, too much for me so i just kind of mm-hmm. any chance i could just kind of go hang out with people that were quieter or more relaxed is kind of what i did so definitely you and yeah. me both because well, i didn't do, i didn't get like a day Amanda off was all moving March. And, and well you hung out with cole the entire time that's the week, opposite yeah. of that i was actually fairly chill this con yeah uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was not. 
<laughs> but that's because I work Sakuragon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very different perspective on the convention. Very true. True. <laughs> but yeah, so we got there. We started napping. Sli- you, we kind of just went up to the top of the of the convention center and took a nap until Michi and Cloud got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we hung out with them. Then we walked around for a little bit. Picked me up from the bus. Yeah, picked you up from the bus. Got you up to the hotel room. I fixed your neck. I then fixed. Yes. And then I fixed. <laughs> how, or tried to fix this Cloud's neck. And then Tyler napped on the bed while we were doing this. Yep. Or tried I, to I didn't. Cole sleep. has magic fingers. <laughs> that just sounded wrong on this podcast. Uh, you know what? Nope, nope. I think that's a perfect I, I think way it's of perfectly going reasonable it. for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> point. Never mind. Yeah, no. We're just going to leave it to people's imagination, though, as to what that really means. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did that. Um, then Robert's like, okay, I'm here. And we all walked downstairs. We got it into the hotel rooms and got that all over and done with. Mm-hmm. And then essentially kidnapped Cloud and made her be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up leaving my sandwich in your guys' hotel room for the entire weekend, including my con yeah, bag. About a day and a half, we tossed it. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm surprised no, it lasted. No, sandwich. Time. It took I think that it was the long? next morning, and we discovered, oh, this is cold sandwich. Okay. Uh, yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Because <laughs> it had been left, like, it wasn't refrigerated or anything, so. No. So. See, yeah, Cole, I, yeah. Cole has a thing of, like, always taking home his uh, leftovers, but he forgets that we're Never at con, and he's got nowhere to put yeah. them. Or well, they get like taken the, home. It's like the sandwich Rob bought me at late night. I took three bites of it, and then. Got about it. Yeah. Just because I, I couldn't. I had. But. We went out for the Mexican food. I brought it home and put it in the fridge and completely forgot about it. Because <laughs> you're just. You're busy. You can't really. Yeah. You don't come yeah. back to a hotel room to get food. You go out for food. Mm. Yeah. Although I will say, my Greek yogurts. Oh, best 2 a.m. snack on the planet. Says the guy who took oh. pretty much all the bagel bites that I got. <laughs> I was kind of thinking about having that, like those tacos in the morning or like in late night snack but then then you gotta get up and then you gotta like turn on the lights and, and go into the kitchen maybe and heat them up, up or yeah and then then it's like waking people up and then it's like what are you doing what are you doing up there and you get everyone talking to you and you just can't and then the whole room's awake and yeah yeah because like cole will wake up and like comment on what i'm doing and then Rob will wake up and be like, what's going on? And then Cole will talk to Rob because he wants to talk to everyone. Cole likes to talk. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, man, we got a tangent there. What the hell are we talking about now? Convention. <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about soccer con. This is part of but it. But anyway, and then, so then after that, we pretty much, next day, we were all up early, getting coffee and chai tea in Tyler's case, and walking mm-hmm. down to grab uh, coffee and donuts, which is always a good walk. Yes, from our where, corporate sponsor, Top Pot Donuts. Ah. Yes, Top Pot. They're not a sponsor. They don't have a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> They're the toppiest, pottiest donuts in Seattle. We went mm-hmm. for Mod's Pizza a couple times. Yep. I only went once. Mm-hmm. I went twice. I, I made it to Mod's Pizza, made it to uh, uh, the oh, burger joints. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> I only had the I one place we didn't eat, Tower, that we usually eat at is the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, yeah, we stopped going there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I was know, disappointed we, this year. I feel like 
I feel like I ran out of time to do stuff. Didn't have enough time to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But like everything I wanted to do wasn't really con related. Yeah. Well, it then maybe like, that just means y'all need to take a trip he- over here to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But like, I only <laughs> am ever able to afford it like once a year. I basically make up debt, yeah. pay off that debt, then make enough money to buy like a plane ticket. And then I can go down yeah. there. And then it's already a year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> buy Keyblades from me. Then I'll be <laughs> down anytime. Like yes, five hundred yes. bucks. Like if I if I sell like maybe two, three of keyblades, that's that's a trip paid off right there. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Is this a good time to go and talk about our anti-sponsor? We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> anti-sponsor. <laughs> yes, you. But anyway, but anyway, um, so we give me so money. F- not. We'll no. talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, we'll talk to. Um, so Friday we did. Just pretty much, we just wandered around hanging out with people. Pretty much, I ended up hanging out with um, another one of our friends, Beck, uh, Becky. Yeah. Um, and we ended up doing. I ended up helping fix people for most of that day, <laughs> um, and then proceeding to help uh, be her handler for her Sephiroth costume for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, what did you guys do? Uh, I showed, uh, I basically showed my cousin the entirety of the convention. I, uh, got a chance to go and drag her around. Um, the cousin I barely knew I had apparently is into cosplay. I, I had oh. no idea. <laughs> well, there you go. So I dragged, yeah, she, I, she had a costume and everything, and he was like, that was a proper costume. Oh, God, that was amazing. I, and you talked about, this is our first con, or, like, first, uh, you said first con. soccer con. Yeah. yeah, but then it was, like, soccer con. I was like, oh, that makes more sense, because, like... She's got a costume and it's like pretty detailed and pretty good. And yeah. I was like, uh, is first con or? Yeah, no, I, I was. <laughs> she listens to this podcast, so I'm just going to embarrass the hell out of her right now. So <laughs> I told everybody that she was going to come in contact with the first day that she was the con virgin. And I was trying to clarify for most of them that was soccer con, if I could talk to them ahead of time. But for everybody else, it's just like, yeah, here's a con version. So she was just getting embarrassed and flustered. She's gone to uh, Anime Expo. And I'm trying to remember. She's I think she's done some other conventions down in California, which if you've done that in soccer con, you know how radically different things are just between it, different regions have different styles of convention. So it's always a different experience. And I actually, um, this is kind of bad. I haven't seen her since she was like one years, uh, one year old. Uh, basically her entire life. And then at Thanksgiving, she ended up coming over to my parents' place uh, for Thanksgiving. And we met and we got to talking. And it's like, do you, um, uh, do you know what cosplay is, Robbie? <laughs> No, tell me more. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm exaggerating this a little bit, but uh, I, she knew that I did the convention thing. I don't think she realized on how involved I was or the things that I've done. So by the end of that weekend, it was like, so you're letting me take you to SoccerCon, right? She was like, I have no idea what that is, but sure. So she picked up a uh, Robin costume from uh, Fire Emblem Awakening, which... God damn, uh, that costume just looked legit. And this 
this is why it is that I don't think any less of people that buy their costumes online. Like, I prefer handmade, but damn, uh, you could I not got, I got things to say thing. about that. Yeah. <laughs> is sometimes people can do things better than you. So, like, yeah. if you can buy a part of your costume, do it. Buy it. And yeah. if you can make another part, that means you've got more time to work on that other part of the costume. Instead of, like, spreading your skills among the entire costume, which... Far down the line, that's kind of the goal is like maybe, hey, I can make my entire costume if you want to, if you, if that's what you want to do. Other people, you can buy costumes and it's the cosplaying that's it or the photo shooting. It's it's different for each person. Yeah. But like right now, like when I bought like my Sora costume, the most, the Sora part of the costume, like the pants, the shirt, that's all bought, altered what I wanted it to alter. And then Made the, the wig. The shoes, like the shoes and the wig and the keyblade, I had to make because those things just didn't exist. You can you can make those, yeah. so or you can buy those. So I spent my effort on those things. If I had to make the entire costume, it probably would have never gotten done or anything like that. Same with the Zemnis costume; is it's mostly um, the whole coat is bought because you can't really make those coats. It's it's much easier to buy them than it is to There are make people one. who know how to make that coat and yeah. know how to do it's, it quickly and what materials to use. So Yeah. Yeah, and whoever <laughs> Yeah, and whoever made that Robin costume all power to you. That was the best uh store-bought costume I've ever seen and she wore it well. Uh so way, way to go, Miss Pop. Way to go. Uh That's my Cousin, for the record, Miss Pop, MS Pop, her cosplay name. Mm. Little free plug there. <laughs> uh, but I just, <laughs> I, I just showed her around the convention on Friday and tried not to overload her. And she ended up, uh, she ended up touring most of the convention center the whole weekend. Uh, I won't say by herself, but uh, pretty well unaccompanied. And she just seemed to have a great time. So she's coming back next year. I'm really happy about that. It's nice having her around. Uh, but that was. Basically, my Friday was walking her around and doing that and coordinating with fight partners for later stuff that we'll talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, then that was pretty much Friday. We were just relaxed and had fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, for me, it was arrive, unpack, do staff stuff, do my, oh, do totally. my convention job, mm. and then chill and stress about the next couple days. Yep. Exactly. But did you bring enough to share with everyone? <laughs> I'm talking about what I've eaten. <laughs> Is it any case, you can't have any. <laughs> but yeah, so, cookies. Oh, the girls out uh, right, right. But any case, um, but so yeah. Then Saturday, we pretty much just it was really a very busy, stressful day trying to get last minute stuff for. Um, Fights finished for chess and main game and then late night and trying to get fed, trying to get water, just all that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, so for me, my my baby at convention is the masquerade ball. And yes. that's all Friday night. So 75% of my job's done 9 p.m. on Saturday, Friday night. So... <laughs> Then we go into cosplay chess, which I just do for the love of it, right? We inherited Masquerade Ball. Um, and so, like, 
the stress of the ball, which has been our stress child the last several years, was we've we've got it polished. We know the people that we're working with now, and it went wonderful. Um, wonderful Sakura Blossoms theme and all of that. So, yay. yay. It was beautiful, and you guys don't show up to that, and that's fine. Well, I, I, I do have legitimate excuses. You can talk to Amanda about that. I, I have... I have a excuse. A excuse. An excuse. I, yes, a singular yes. excuse. Yes. I've yes. never, I've never liked dances or anything. So. Yeah. Well, fuck you I mean, too. I, 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 I didn't like the dances in either, um, just because I DJed in high school. Mm. So for the high school dances, so it was all that. But now that it's my baby to do all of the event planning stuff. I, I've kind of embraced it, <laughs> I, I and the and the and the and the formal ballroom dancing versus the high school tool step. You know, true, true. That used to be my favorite event for the record. Like I haven't mm. been in years, but that masquerade ball was the, always the, my the, favorite thing about soccer. You have to come next year because we're going bigger, badder, more teeth with it because it's the twentieth anniversary. Oh, it, it <laughs> might kill me, but I'm gonna make my effort. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get over my issues. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, let's see. Then Saturday. Sorry. And then so Saturday. Saturday is chess day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was doing last touch-ups on costumes and props. Yeah. And trying to get everything finished. Do Do we want to talk about any meltdown stuff or? <laughs> no. <laughs> we don't need no. to talk about meltdown stuff. No, there, the there were thing... situations outside of our control. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. were that that were a combination of lack of sleep, misinformation, and just time. Yeah. 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 That I, caused I only... Yeah. I, I think there is an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed. And uh it's big. Uh just had a birthday at the convention. Oh right! Sometimes Dang. called blue. Oh god! And the little totally bastard. ruined his own surprise. <laughs> Dane is a bastard. I hate him for this. <laughs> god, that's brilliant. Yes. God, no, I hate him for ruining it. I hate <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Okay. So, so some this people is... might need backstory on this. Okay. Yes. So I'm gonna told like six times already. Um. So, about six months ago, back in October, Dane, had, who is our Blue Ranger, uh, went up to Robert at KamuriCon, was it? Or was it what? What was it? Oh, it was, was right after when... KamuriCon. He actually approached... Yeah, Sorry? no, it was, uh, it was actually like September. It was like September when he told me, and KamuriCon up until... Uh, well, this last year was the last year that it was in September. Mm. Uh, he approached me about a month after KamuriCon... Uh, via Facebook Messenger and went and said, Hey, Red, uh, I, I hate to do this, but I've just been working myself too hard with these conventions. I, I really need to just go and have a, a no-stress con and skip the chessboard. Is that going to be a problem? And I'm like, oh, no, that's not a problem. We'll, we'll, we'll work around it. We'll go and find a replacement for you. We'll, we'll get this figured out. You just have to tell the guys. And then as Which I found did. out... Yeah, yeah. He, he never did. He never told anybody. <laughs> but in any case, though, we found out. And they figured like, it out when you were recruiting a new blue. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> when we found out. I recruited the new blue the same day that he said that. 
So we were all good there. I just added him to a Facebook chat that we have running constantly. Two so months later. Longer than that. Because when was that? That was like January. February that I asked. Uh, January was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, in like January we added him. I'm like, wait a sec. Yeah, it was before we actually started working on the podcast. Yeah. And all of a sudden I found out, I was like, oh, we have a new blue. Okay, okay. And, I, and then I got told why. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So Con comes around. And Dane comes in. He's really apologetic. I'm really sorry, guys. That again, I was like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We have Greg is helping us out. So don't worry about it at all. And then he said something. I didn't like hear Thursday. this. Yeah, he said something to me on Thursday night. And he was really conked out on day zero. Mm. And he said yeah. something. And it was very clear to me. He has something going on for main game. Had no idea what it was. <laughs> But he had something up his sleeve. That much was very clear. Okay. So, yeah, main game comes around, and we're prepping to go. We have all our bags, and Dane is in there. He, we found, we, when we came in to get changed and everything, we had, uh, he was in there sleeping, uh, taking a nap on the bed with his girlfriend. And we kind of he woke up when we came uh, a few minutes after we were walking while walking around. And we're like, hey, hey, dude, and we were just packing up and getting ready. I was like, okay, I'll be make sure to come down to the game and watch because I definitely want to see you guys play. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, no problem, dude, no problem. And Dane fell asleep. Or and then uh, we left, and then we passed Tyler in the hallway. And Tyler, you said that he was st he was asleep when you went in. Yeah. So yeah, because like you guys. Took your stuff down. I was running behind you guys, so I ran up there. And okay, so to the point where I walk in there, I had to use the washroom, and like I, I did uh, dropped a deuce in the toilet and everything, um, with the door open and everything. Like <laughs> I, I felt like I was alone in the hotel room, so I was like, running through things. I was like, I should do a pregame dump, go into the bathroom, food, left the door open, and then like I get into the into the room, and it's just like. Oh, Dane's in here. Huh. <laughs> hey, Dane. Nothing? Okay, no, he's asleep. And so then I packed everything up and ran out. So, yeah, that was that. <laughs> but, yeah, so we get, to the, yeah, we get to the convention when we're packing. We got everything into the hotel or into the area. And we're like, okay, this way, this and this. And we're trying to get everything organized. We get into the hall. And we're kind of just getting our things organized and uh, other stuff. And the game starts. I'm for most of the game, I'm hidden behind a curtain. Um, and then the rest of it, everybody kind of just joins t on the on the board. And I don't remember talking to to this character on the board named Blackbeard. And I was kind of confused. I don't remember talking to him at all, but apparently I did. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you didn't see this. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the date, and apparently our other roommate, John, did, was was standing beside him the whole time. He didn't get it either. Um, so I'm standing behind the thing, and then eventually his Blackbeard's first fight comes up. And for the first time in a long time, we actually had a pre-recorded fight. Which is all the dialogue and everything was pre-recorded. All the dialogue was pre-recorded, and like in retrospect, you look back at everything he did, and you're like, makes perfect fucking sense. It makes it makes all sense because like Dane, he's the guy. He most of his fights have been recorded. Like he likes to do recordings for fights. That's the way he does it because of him hosting skits. 
Um, he used to. Does he still do that? Not, some, well, not as much not, anymore. Not well, because he and he and Zach did hosted our cosplay contest at KamoriCon, so he got his old peeps to do a skit. Last year. I know that he. I know yeah. he was in charge of like. But they don't really do skits anymore. I know he was. He was one of the the MCs, MCs for the yeah. for the skit contest a few years ago. Yeah. But anyways. But like that's the thing is like he's he's the one who likes the recording like recording beforehand, and then uh, using that. that. So that's that's his kind of thing. He does that. Um, him stripping and doing the. Uh, volleyball uh, jersey because that was part of his fight. But yeah, um, he, so yeah, because he was it was this between I don't know who the, who uh, the girl was playing, but she was like, okay, so they're playing volleyball, okay, and Blackbeard from Dead or Alive. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you're doing that, and I'm like, okay, and he's like, and they're doing like trying to teach Blackbeard how to play volleyball, and then vo- and then all of a sudden uh, the Blackbeard pulls off his his coat. And there he has this volleyball jersey from I don't know the name of the anime. That volleyball I, sports anime. Ayaka? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Pronounce? Something like I that. don't know how it's pronounced. That's the problem. I've never watched it. <laughs> but like anyways. Ayaka or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, so so yeah, I'm like, oh Dane that's like that's what that's the thing that Dane was playing last year. He played a volleyball game in that costume. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, but I didn't think of anything because there was like 50 people that had that costume last year and I didn't think anything of it. Am I really the only one that saw this coming? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I knew about it. I know <laughs> you knew about it. Uh, it's you were just, one of it's the, a long con to play. It's a long con. It's a six month con. Like, oh my yeah. God. So, but, like, any, but in any case, though, so we were like, okay, whatever. So, so uh, that, that joke makes sense. Ha ha ha. Really funny. Then we get to, like, later uh, later on. I think that was, yeah, because then he, did he die in that fight? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, he died in that yeah. fight. He disappeared. And then he disappeared for a while. And we didn't think anything of it. Later yeah. on, I came running onto the board for my intro against Ronan from mm-hmm. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which went awesome, by the way. Yes, it did go very well. Yeah. Yep. Um, You're welcome. Yes, <laughs> But yeah, so and then later on, we were like kind of sitting around, and near the at the end, very end of the fight, um, you get killed at the end of the game. You get you get uh, cheated. We all fight, mm-hmm. and there were some really really good fights in those five. Oh God, the the finale was basically just Perfect. Ranger versus Pirate. It went unbelievably well. We had the Yellow Ranger versus. Uh, Star Lord Star-Lord and Ronan, which who got banged in the face by a hammer. Yes, this continues the long tradition of our Yellow Ranger getting hit in the face throughout the course of the convention. Every year it happens somehow. We always wonder when it's going to happen, but this is like year seven that we've been able to confirm. He got beat in the face by something, so Hammerhead flew off, hit him in the head. That was the end of his fight, and uh, then we had the most terrifying experience of our lives, I think, when... Uh, Dang, when the Blue Robert Ranger, and, uh, yeah, Greg and John, oh my lord, dear God, Beta Blue is terrifying. <laughs> but him and John <laughs> together are scary. Yeah, no, hold because on, hold on. John, okay, you go yeah, for this, Robert. Yeah, well, pause on this one because actually, I want, I want McKenna to describe what the hell she saw there. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, 
Well, because, like, I barely see anything because there's, like, six rows of audience, and by this point, they're all standing, plus all of the already eliminated chess pieces are standing between me and the board. Mm-hmm. So I can barely see anything. And? But. Yeah, what? What did you see, then? You were, you were commenting about on how, how scary he was. I assumed you saw well, that's it. that's just. It's just Greg being Greg. It's not. <laughs> okay, so. Oh my God. Okay, Cole, so just Robert, talk about it. Please. Okay, so this is pretty much what I saw. So I was just sitting down. I'm like, okay, Blue, go. And we push him out. And Greg just fucking lions it, like pounces into the fucking ring and just bulldozes towards you, John. And I'm panicking, going, oh my God. White beard from One Piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're just. Launching each at each other, like swinging the this this huge like spear around, and yeah. Greg is just jumping on like jumping like the, and John literally throws Greg like five feet across the board, like in through the air, and he rolls and stops and jumps back again, and I'm freaking like, oh my lord, do not get hurt. See, well, no wonder see, he broke his fingers right before late Yeah, night. that was the thing. <laughs> we're just like, okay, I saw them kind of practicing off to the side, so I kind of know what they're doing. And then Greg comes up, and like him and I were talking, and he was getting taped to tape his finger together because he was like, yeah, I think I fractured my finger. I think it's broken. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so that's what you got from practicing. <laughs> see what the fight's like. And then I see them, and he like runs across the board and launch. He just like, oh, what did you do? He jumps. And flies and like does like a um, swan dive into him and it's just like and then and just John just like, catches him just like catches him. I was just like, what the hell? Oh well, it, they're doing their thing. I, I've seen John, crazy yeah. enough stuff. Yeah, that it doesn't surprise me anymore. He's Greg. He's got so much energy. John, see John, he's a pretty he's a pretty solemn guy. Like he's normally quiet and and kept to himself. This year he was. He was really outgoing a lot more than he normally is. And especially when he gets into, like, when he gets hyped up and gets into character and all things, he's he's pumped and ready to do lots of things. He wants to, um, like, he likes swords and he likes to do fight scenes and do all these crazy stuff. So when he's got his, like, adrenaline up in these fights and, like, during cosplay chest, he, he wants to do things. He'll go crazy. Um, so it's kind of a crazy contrast to see of him doing that stuff. Cause like when you know him outside and you talk with him, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty laid back. And restrained. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, he's really good at like, um, setting pace to other people. So like, I'll see him, uh, if he's hanging out with some people that are more laid back, he'll be at the same pace as that. If he's more energetic people, he'll be able to keep up with them. So he's got a good range of like, um, being able to hang out with most people because he can kind of uh, adjust himself to be appropriate to those times, and but then like that means when he gets into a get into the ring or the table or whatever you want to say the chess game, he's got a lot of energy and he can he can keep up with Greg who is also who always has lots of energy regardless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we were doing watching that, and then I had my fight that where the first swing broke the other sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he oh, Cole yeah. pulls out a lightsaber. He's going up against Kylo Ren, and, and oh the my whole God. thing was Kylo Ren got mad because I pulled the lightsaber. 
Not the first prop. Was it the first prop or the second prop that got broken? Uh, first prop because the second prop happened during late night. Oh, that's yeah. right. Uh, a couple of went, there was a couple that went well, during late nights. But anyway, purposeful prop breakings during main game. But well, yeah, but that was yeah. different. Yeah. Well, it was. Is that Gord? Uh, that lightsaber combat? Because it. What uh, happened is the hilt broke, not the. Yeah, it was. Broke. It was one of the vents broke off of it. Yeah, and one of the vents broke off. I yeah. don't. It because so it's not one of the full like uh, saber guild. No, no yeah. it's not like an ultra saber with a yeah. uh, combat ready blade or anything. No, it was like that. it was just the kid version one. It was, she was and she just said well, that she she no, didn't it, was, care. it was a full prop. It was a full cast of the hilt, but yeah, yeah. the blades also, were fake. Yeah, yeah, the blades were fake, and I mean, yeah, she had no problem with it coming off. It. She was like, oh yeah, no, that's what E six thousand is for. Snapping it back yeah. on there. Yeah, so. that's kind of the thing that happens when you get once you get into cosplay and you're like you expect your props to break because like who was it? Who else did it? It was um some uh, other kid. No, it was uh was it Dustin? No. Oh yeah, Dustin. Yeah, he had the from it was snow and lightning that were. Lightning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I so, can't, yeah, I don't know the name of that. He's like, like during practice. Did it break, break during practice? Yeah, it broke during it broke practice, during yeah. Practice. Oh, well, and then that, just, that explains his face where it's just like, oh, it broke again. Because I just saw him, <laughs> I just saw him, it broke. I was like, oh, that happens. And then, like, that's the expression I saw on his face. Well, it's like, that's a homemade prop. It happens. It breaks. Grab it. It was a really it's, beautifully painted, too. My God, that thing was amazing. Because, like, how many times has my eternal flame broken where it just like, oh, it, it broke again? Well, I guess I'll just oh, glue it back. There's another piece and, off, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, oh, that broke or, again. Oh, well. Yeah. But anyways. Um, Martel knife. But yeah, well, so, yeah. Yolo. But yeah, so I did that. And then all of a sudden, because was, I was also fighting, um, what was his name? Um, uh, Edward. Not Edward, oh, was Kenway. it? Kenway. Kenway. Edward Kenway. Kenway. Yeah. yeah. And it finally, because that was the, the, Edward Kenway was the, it was the queen of the match. Yep. And so she just gets, she's watching Kelly Red getting like mad. And finally she pulls a gun, sticks it at my, uh, a prop gun and sticks it at my head and goes, and they're like, Oh, and then Kyle Ren reaches over, grabs another gun and points it at my head. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm running. <laughs> I'm out. Done. Peace. Have fun. Yeah. Pretty much running with the sword, with the light, with the lightsaber in my hand. Um, but then the end, which was the final fight. And, and final fight. Well, well, Tyler's was also really kind of cool too. What was oh. yours, Tyler? Well, it's just versus Red Rackham and such. And like we had those smoke clouds, and they didn't, they did not get used as much as I wanted them to be used. Yeah. Where we only used them twice. So I was just like, well, okay, well, may as well. Uh, that was because I talked to Smidge, who was Red Rackham the entire time. And, like, her thing is, like, she's got some sword fighting, and then she's got her cape, and I was just like, well, let's use that. So I had a dagger, and then we just kind of tussled a little bit, and then she would, like, throw out her cape to do the flame attack thing, and then I was just like, well, I'm a ninja, smoke bomb. And then I had Greg come out with the clouds, and I heard laughs and oohs and ahs, so that the joke got across, and I was like, that's all I need. So I went up behind her and just stabbed her, and done. Ninjaed. Ninjaed right there. Yeah. But yeah, so, and then the final fight, which, Robert, you might as well explain. <laughs> Basically, Elizabeth Swan went and came after me. I caught her sword, snapped it in half, hit her to the ground, and then I got grabbed from behind. By, by a very, By a very familiar Blackbeard. 
which we didn't get even. We yeah. looked at him walking by. He was like, oh, okay. And we didn't yeah. even think of because he had this. He had all the hair in front of his face. He was wearing a um, a full beard, friend, a full beard, and he was, had an eye patch over one eye. How did nobody see this coming other than me? We weren't paying attention. I feel like you didn't even see it coming. You're lying to me, Rob. Dude, You're lying to it me. Was, dude, you know his body. Okay, we've all expanded. He's wearing a big coat. I never got to talk to him or anything. See, it's the weirdest thing. Like. It's but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So then, uh, then afterwards, you, you got stabbed in the back by by Elizabeth Swan. Yep. yep but then this the is the part that I didn't know is that all of a sudden the the Blackbeard said, "Turn and face me, Green, uh, Red Ranger." Yeah. And he's like, "You uh, this year you lost a Ranger, mm-hmm. and you he was replaced." And mm-hmm. something, something, something about revenge. And he pulls up his jacket. And he's wearing a fucking blue Ninjetti costume. That was the part I didn't see coming. That was okay. the part that blew my mind, because I didn't expect to see him in the fucking Ninjetti. <laughs> that was the part right there, because I'm sure I broke character. I was smiling. It's just like, eh, eh. <laughs> no, it was, yeah. that, that, was, that was the best con he could have ever pulled on us. It was oh, hilarious. Yeah. But it yeah, and he great. pulled off the thing, and it was Dane. Yep. Um, it was really, really funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, it it was brilliant, but oh my god, you want to talk about the ultimate double cross? That was also surprising. Like that also what's got me too is the fact that not only was it Dame, but he also had an Ninjetti costume. The, the Ninjetti was the thing that did it. That's the thing is like because we had such a trouble of trying to get everyone costumes and everything because it's such a hard costume to kind of find, I guess. Yeah. So you it, guys, it's not one of the more popular. No, like, I, I made mine. Uh, everyone else bought theirs. Um, yeah. So, like, you can buy them, and they're out there. But I was just like, I'm going to make mine, because I've made the last three so far. Um, so, yeah, and it was just like... But the fact is, I remember, because the recorded audio one mm-hmm. still sounds like Dane a little bit. Like, he also yeah. had the mic for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I remember hearing him. And I remember it thinking, slightly, slightly accented, yeah. Yeah, no, it's just like that kind of sounds like Dane, but not really. So my mind just kind of pushed it off. But like in retrospect, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, it yeah. was. It was and so the fact awesome. that he set up a new email and a fake name and everything for it. Oh, I didn't even yeah. look that far into it. I, I didn't notice yeah. any of that stuff. That part I had to go and actually appreciate later when I looked back. It was just like, did I just miss? No, no, he was clever. He he actually got this taken care of. If he had not made a comment, and I cannot remember what the hell he said to save my life. But he said something on Thursday night, so I knew he was going to do something. And as soon as I saw him take the board, it's just like, okay, that's Dane's body type there. What, what the hell is he planning? And I really just had no idea what to expect. And then coming into the end, because... Even though I was one of the kings, I was not allowed to know anything, and now I know why, uh, as far as how the ending was supposed to go. So mm-hmm. it made just for a really great surprise going and seeing him in the Nijetti outfit and all, but it's just like, okay, and he's the one that gets pulled in to go and stop me? Okay, he's he's got some he's got some angle going here. He's got something planned, and I just had no idea what it was. And just way to go, Dane. But <laughs> we're getting you back next year. <laughs> you son of a bitch, we're getting you back. Yeah. Well, speaking of next year, Amanda yeah. has given me permission to reveal who our kings are going to be for next year. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 
So it's it's Greg and Brandon. Uh, oh, Dex is doing yeah. it. Yeah, he's he's agreed. That's good. Okay. Most Cause... mostly because Greg is so high energy that he's just feeding in- energy into Brandon. Um, <laughs> so he's not. He's going to be sore then. Uh, we don't. I mean, nothing confirmed on character, but it is new versus old school, and okay. Greg being like, old school. That's, that's and what Brandon uh, knew. So. That's kind of what we talked about a whole lot is he wanted to do Sora, um, mm-hmm. but then he was also pretty skeptical because, like, he talked about how cosplay chess, um, it was fun. He liked it. Um, but it took yeah. time away from his friends. Yeah, from other yeah. friends. So, well, which is he's agreed to at least do next year for us. So that's good. That'll probably be his last year then. Um, he kind of yeah. like he kind of fell into it. It's really interesting how that happened. Well, yeah, because he was. It was a he was a special attack. Special attack, and then he was the next year. He was a special attack that we boosted up to being a piece because we had someone not show up. Yeah, um, yeah. And then and he was since like, he's hey. so high energy and doing all the flips and and parkour shit that he does. It's just yeah. it's like yeah. we wanted someone high energy to play off of Greg, who can also do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going from that though. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, and this year was fairly fun. So I'm glad that it all worked out. Until late night. <laughs> yeah, which kind of went. Um, I don't know. No, one, some no good one's contests. fault. No one. Well, no one's direct fault. Yeah, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you guys right. go and get into this, because I, I was on the outside of this. I just want to say something. I was also on the outside of this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was weird. Like I want to bring that up right now. <laughs> yeah. Is, okay. Go. Go for it. A lot of times, being like the ranger, the rangers always got sucked into things, and so I was always like a piece that was in this group of a whole bunch of stuff happening, and so I was in that. This year, like late night, I was my own piece. piece. To yourself, yeah. Yeah, and so I was just sitting there watching all this stuff happen and going, oh, "Okay, I, I this doesn't affect me at all. It's just things happening. I don't have to worry about any of this stuff because, like every other year, it's been like." Uh, like I guess for main game, I was worried about getting all the props out and every piece out to the spot and everything. Well, Rob was on the thing talking, doing this thing, um, and like if I'm not up there, like on the board talking to things, then I'm in behind making sure props are going where they need to go. Um, and like I guess Rob and I are the ones that kind of do that stuff. So if like I'm up there, Rob's getting the pieces out, or because we yeah. we use a lot of props. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, we have that's like our thing. Of, any kind of style for our fights, it's prop heavy, where we like mm-hmm. special effect props. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're real heavy into that kind of theatrics. Yeah. Props. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. It's like it's fun to have that kind of stuff because it, it's like yeah. the things like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I and was also on the this episode. year. It was the Marvel group that was taking over that giant piece <laughs> role. Um, yeah. And due to things, we did not have enough time to rehearse the, I think I counted 15 people involved in that fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was five on five at the beginning, not counting Ultron. Well, originally, and then we cut it down to four on four because of time and people. Um, and then, like, the second group came in. And, yeah, so, like, maybe not quite 15, but it was definitely more than 10. Uh, people and we just didn't have time to rehearse the whole fight which I had scripted and it was a beautiful script um, and then of course like you for me that. 
<laughs> because that's your script. But, but we, oh, everyone I mean, about other people, other people commented on how wonderful the script was after they like, had read it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I to cue in here a little, real quick, just because for anybody that didn't get a chance to see Late Night at Home, <laughs> this was actually a very interesting thing. Um, this year, they tried doing some things differently, a uh, different type of chess, more pieces on the board. And yeah. we tried to do something a little bit more on the scripted side for um, some middle of the game stuff, which basically revolved around a giant Avengers uh, series of events. And I will say um, there were some interesting things that went and happened. Uh, there was kind of a weird issue this year with the way the convention was formatted. Yeah. Because uh, we had main game from 7 to 9 p.m. Yeah. An hour of and dead then, time and then call time at 10. And half of our pieces had to go change. Yeah, and exactly. And, yeah. So, yeah. It, it was just a big mess from that point. I actually had opted out um, when it started looking like this was going to be the case from uh, even going and acting as a piece or being an alternate uh, for late night because I wanted to be there to support anybody that needed any help, whether it was food or <laughs> needing to run to a hotel room to go and get pieces or to go and get pieces they forgot of their costumes, things like that. I wanted to be as free as possible. And... I ended up actually running the sound booth uh, through thank, some weird series so of events. Oh, that, no, no problem. <laughs> DJ721, here to help. I'm always here to help. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time since but, I've been behind but, a soundboard. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But also, uh -huh. I, I've, I've got it down to a science now to where a trained monkey could run the sound cues. Oh, th so. thanks for stealing my thunder there. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. DJ721, out! Uh, but anyway, that's all you. That's all on yeah. you. <laughs> but, but yeah. But um, anyway, so watching that from the sound booth, I gotta go and tell you, I know that a lot of the people that were on the chessboard are kind of beating themselves up about not having as much time as they needed or things just not working out quite the way they wanted. I'll tell you, I've been doing and watching these especially the late night cosplay chess stuff for a long time now mm -hmm. and even though there were definitely issues i'm not going to go and sugarcoat it there were but even though there were issues i gotta say i think you guys are being a lot harder on yourselves than you really need to be because i've seen what happens well, when ideas fall flat in the middle of these things and if you have yeah, enough yeah. series of problems people have a tendency to leave in mass and that's not just the thing for the chessboard that's the thing for panels i've been in that situation before on where we have a mostly packed room and 30 minutes in there's like two people that are left over and they're just trying to be nice uh not going and leaving this really was not the case i mean there was a couple of people that left but most of the crowd that was in there at the beginning was there at the end they were still entertained despite there being some issues so and that's good I, yeah, I gotta go and yeah. say, don't be quite so hard on yourselves, guys. Well, no, no, I, I was gonna continue <laughs> saying that, for me, even though, like, once the game actually started, all of my stress went away. Because yeah. I was raised in the theater world, where, well, once the show starts, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Exactly. I can't control, every, I can't control it now. Mm -hmm. It has to go on. And so, like, the moment, because I, I was in a high-stress place <laughs> up until the game started um th things were yelled and voices were raised um <laughs> and rooms went silent 
Rubes went silent because Bobby and Daddy were fighting. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Can I just say that was the most terrifying convention moment I've ever had, by the way? (laughs) Not not so much what happened, but that eerie silence. (laughs) Because that never happened. Oh, man. For me, usually I'm the one in control. I'm the smooth and easy one. But because at least the Marvel fight was the one that I I had put so much effort and of part of my soul into that, that I kind of, well, I kind of took control of the whole Marvel Mm -hmm. situation. Um, And so, like, I've never really lost my cool like that at convention. I've always been the one in control so it was a little scary for me too once i realized holy shit i went there (laughs) but like i said once the game started i'm good it's it happened i apologized Mm -hmm. to all of my pieces and everyone i yelled at and um everything went well and and the powers that be have promised that that tight of a turnaround will never happen again so goodness hallelujah like, it would have been fine if half of our cast didn't have to go change. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, you needed five minutes. Like, if you had five minutes. Yeah, like if a, I had had five minutes, solid, more minutes, I would have been fine. A solid five minutes. Um, but, like, at that yeah. time where things are happening, getting a solid five minutes is a hard thing to get. Because yeah. there's always, like, something happening or, like, someone else talking. And then people have to go over here. People have to go over there. And it's just, like, getting a solid, like, an actual solid five minutes is and, literally and impossible. Like, I pushed to do our rehearsal in between main and late night. Because it was the only time, other than, like, at midnight, that we had a free moment in that group that everyone would most likely be available. Well, half my cast had to go change. And, uh... Yeah. Because like our uh, four not... wasn't able to make it back in time, so yeah. it was a, and then we had injuries, so I had to cut people from fights. But <laughs> yeah, that's a, another thing. We had a lot of people injured this year. Yeah, oh, yeah. before, during, re- and during after. rehearsal. So in both and games, after. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what's I had to carry her ankle, down. Greg, yeah. uh, uh, Emma, who uh, sprained her wrist. Her wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so had to drop from late night and main uh, improv. So, yeah. and the then way, the next day, of the... course, I'm up and ready and doing improv. So, yeah. Uh, can, can I throw something out here real quick, just to go and say a thank you to everybody that was on the alternates list, both for main game yes. as well as for late night. Um, that's and always people and, and cast members who weren't necessarily on the alternates list who still got put in. Yeah, no, that that's just it. Hit. I, I got to say, I was so proud of really everybody that was involved this year, both for main game and for late night, despite any issues that popped up. I got to say, yeah, our, there our are cast new people. Are stars. Yeah, exactly. There's new people. There's a couple of veterans and everybody just worked together and we're really focusing on the same goals. So and I think that's part of what really worked, even though late night had its issues. I think the crowd actually could go and feel that. Yeah. Like we I, I, I feel that the crowd had no idea what was that anything went wrong. Yeah, and, oh, exactly. Yeah, that's, but that's always the thing. Is like I like that was in in, in when I was in marching band. It, that yeah. was we were putting on shows and everything like that. And it's like the thing is, oh, you 
<laughs> yeah, it's it seems to like go from one to the other where you're like you're in marching yeah. band, then you like costumes and then it's just show. So it's it's the all theater, just show. Yeah. It's um, it's all it's all performance and Yeah. And it's just the thing is like if you screw up the audience doesn't know. They they haven't looked at the machine of music as long as you have because you've looked at it for months upon months of ends and you've practiced it so you know where what the notes are, what's right, what's wrong. They don't. This is the first time they're hearing it. If you screw up, yeah. they won't they know if it's wrong unless it sounds it's really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but then by the time you've hit the next note and you keep going, they will have already forgotten about it. And yeah. So... It's it's like you just kind of do what it is. If it's wrong or it's right, they don't know. They just know what you're presenting to them. Yep. So, um, yeah, because like I know there are some newbies who are uh, scared, very nervous. nervous about what they're nervous. doing. Yeah, because I, I, I know Jesse, who was Ultron for late night, should never even been to a chess game before. Uh, yeah. And and we put her in as Ultron. Because you're actually really impressed knowing that. That's I didn't know that before yeah. this. Well, I mean, wow. she has a performance background, and she's worked with... I mean, she's friends with most of our, I mean, regulars. Yeah. So it was... And then just being able to coach her through, okay, here's this, and, mm-hmm. of course, we put her into the... I mean, the Marvel fight of epicness, um, yeah. where I did write out a script for the whole thing. So there was a, a good, solid guideline of what to do there. And hopefully she's back. We'll see. I uh, hope maybe, so. Maybe as Ultron, maybe not. Who, your who Quicksilver knows? was uh, also new. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I remember talking to her, and she was like, she was really nervous. <laughs> yeah. uh, but and like, then I had her slap my ass. <laughs> yeah. So, because like that was a, that that seemed like an important part because it looked like she was doing the part where it actually controlled the flow of the battle. Yeah, and that that was sort of the point of since we have a speedster who can break our because I I had the rule of it's one fight at a time so that the audience can follow what which fight's going on mm. can which follow kind of each fight as opposed to yeah. But, like, that uh, follows the way the whole movie was shot, too, where it was all shot in one scene. So you only saw one fight at a time, and it flowed between yeah. the other ones. Yeah. So, and then like, using the speedster as a trigger for each fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's was, a great concept. Yeah. yeah. So I just wish I had had more time to rehearse it. And yeah. M- maybe yeah. I'll, I'll expand this into a skit that I'll record with one of my – a video. and. I was going to say, I would but, love to go and apply that to a real video project. Because yeah. that, well, that whole concept I, I picked so up from the Marvel Universe Live show, which is a big ah, arena yeah. show. Mm-hmm. So each fight would freeze or go into slow motion as they mar- if they were slightly out of sync with their cues mm-hmm. <laughs> until they could get to a freeze point while other fights were happening. So you yeah. could follow each fight that were obviously all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, go make, yeah. Well, I'd love to be able to... Um, like what I didn't like is the fact that it went from that fight right into the Ultron fight and then it felt too much yeah but at the same time that's how the game was scripted so I know I know that's the thing is like you want to make things more bite-sized like like that's a that's a big overarching story and it would have been nicer to have it kind of progress through the game instead of just being two fights back to back and like a big 
chunk because it's it's hard to swallow when it's big like that where you have like well, small like, little bits well like we that. ran into the same thing with the the star trek uh supernatural yeah. game yeah um yeah where kind of yes we tried to and that one we tried to do the small bite-sized pieces and people couldn't really follow it all yeah oh versus like, this year we tried to well it's like okay we have these marbles we're you know what we're just gonna dump it all right here oh yeah in yeah. once get it over with <laughs> but yeah um sorry about it. i just want to kind of we've been kind of been stuck on this topic for a little while oh too and, long oh yeah, wow, a little, too yeah. Long. yeah way too long so we're just gonna move straight into well, so let's we'll just finish. So Saturday went fine. Sunday we pretty much just packed up and traveled home. Pretty much is all we ended yeah, up that's doing. What we did. Yeah, yeah. I did improv chess, said bye to people. That's yeah, it. pretty <laughs> much. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we leave before that's done. I think. Yeah, yeah we do. Because you came and said bye before the game. Yeah, because we also were heading out to hang out with another friend of ours that had been uh, hadn't been at the con, so we spent a couple hours hanging out with her. So. Yeah. But anyways, though, um, so let's move on to the fandom of the week. Ready, set, go! Flick the switch! What is a fandom? Movies, TV, anime, web series, anything can become one. But the internet has made them into something more. Wars have been fought over whose fandom is the greatest. Families, friendships, and marriages have all been lost in these battles. Every week, we see who has what it takes to be the best. It's Rob's Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. Let's see who has what it takes to be it this week. All right, Robert, there's your theme song. Off you go. Ah, yes, the first of season two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rob Stone Cold Pick of the Century for this week. And that's also known as the fan of the week for anybody that's been with us from episode one. And we're going to do something a little bit different this time around. The fan of the week has seen a couple of trailer reactions. This one was so weird, we're just dedicating it to the real star of the show. So, without any further ado, everybody click the links as we get ready to go and watch the trailer to Swiss Army Man, starring Daniel Radcliffe, also known as our Fandom of the Week. Daniel has become his own fandom, apparently. Whatever. Okay. Everybody ready? Got it queued up? Yep, yep. Okay, we, we sing. Right. We're, we're like Marines or something. Yes, all right, everybody get your watches out, Okay. Sink three, on three, two, two one. one. Cole, you know this leg, so you count along with them doesn't work at <laughs> yeah, all. I, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, this apparently was at a Sundance Film Festival, so this is where I'm hearing from. I like how like, the kind of starts, it starts out so dark. Yeah, it starts out so dark. And then just, okay. I don't know. That seems to be like the thing is like Dan Radcliffe, that's really? kind of what does now. That's a really shitty rope. You're yeah. a shitty rope. I like how they start out with like, okay, farting fart. zombie. So yeah, he just drags him along. 
I'm like, okay, I, here's my question. Why is he carrying the body around? Because he's clearly hallucinating. Obviously. And, and but you got to show your new friend your house, man. And apparently the body talks. Oh, and you're just describing what you're watching. Actually yeah. make comments about it. Come on now. I'm sorry. It's it's like a this weird kind so of weird. zombie. What the f are we watching? <laughs> oh! Goblin hook and machine gun. Axe, bomb, car, apparently. I actually have something to say at a certain point of this. When it comes up, or is it? I wonder what it's like to be like. Guardian Leviosa! <laughs> so, how would it be like to act in this movie? Because the entire time, it looks like he's a dead, like a dead body. So yeah, it, it, he's it, like a dead body. He's a jet ski, goddammit. So he's like, it, it's kind of like he's a zombie, but then he's his body has weird functions that can do a lot of things. But like, when I immediately saw this, I was just like, what would it be like to act in this movie? Because the entire movie, you're like a limp body. What does he do? Like, how do you how do you he's live like that? He's probably helping. He's obviously he's helping a little bit so that he's not putting all his. No, weight. no, 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 Cole, no. you're not understanding. Um, yeah, he's talking about actually to, being to Daniel Radcliffe and acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, how many? Cole, how long yeah. can you stay still for? I'm a horrible example. You should know this. Most people are. Most people can't stay still. Like, if you tell them to try and stay still and, like, go relax and sit there for hours on end, because, like, shooting takes a long time. You, yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta be there for a while being a dead body. True, but here's my question. I want to see the, I wanna see the um, bloopers for that. <laughs> just for the simple fact that I'm like, just how much they probably, how many times he burst out laughing. Yeah, no, that's the yeah. thing. That's what I'm talking about. Is like it and, can and be. How many hours of makeup does it take to look dead? Look like a zombie. Probably not that much. They probably do it a lot. So, but like mm -hmm. that'd be training. Sitting in a chair, not moving, getting your makeup done would be training for the movie. Pretty much because you got to be there and stay dead and not move the entire time. No. So it's a movie which majority of. He's not really doing anything. He's just mm -hmm. kind of a dead body. No, he, he's very specifically doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's like weekends and, and weekend responding. Appearance. Like he's um, responding, but to but certain like, words. Yeah. But that's that's what I it's get behind. And, it's it's yeah. easy to move and do stuff because you're always doing that. It's hard to sit still and not do anything, not twitch, not have any kind of weird movements, yeah. because your body always kind of wants to move, regardless. Yeah. So. When I see when I see uh, people who play corpses, I go, "That's a hard thing to do, just to sit there and be dead the entire time." Because what if they say something funny? What if it's like you got to sneeze or something like that? You get some weird infliction that your body just involuntarily does because your body sure, does sure. that. Um, so, like you talked about the outtakes of him just laughing. How often does that happen? He's got to like he can't do that too many times. Or else they're going to be like, okay, come on, we're trying to shoot stuff. Every time you laugh, that's another outtake. That's another uh, money down the drain because Film, you're yeah. filming. You're losing time. You need 
it, you can only shoot for so many hours in a day. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's very difficult to do, like playing a dead body. It's it's a it's an odd skill to have uh, that I feel like most people don't have because they never really think about not moving. They always mm-hmm. think about how to move. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, so uh, McKenna, what's your reaction to this? Um, well, I see why they did it at Sundance as opposed to any other. It feels like that's the kind of movies yeah. Daniel Radcliffe apparently is. got. Yeah, yeah, apparently got best director. Apparently, the award for it. Telling best Daniel director. Radcliffe to do nothing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole, that's the, the thing behind it. It's hard Robert? to do nothing. What about you? I, my reaction to that damn thing is just... I, I almost I almost don't want to see the movie. I just want to get my hands on the Blu-ray and, yeah, be able to the, check out the, 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 bloopers, the bloopers, be able to yes. check the director's commentary. I, I need to hear about the production of this thing. Like, somebody, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. hope, was going mm-hmm. and recording everything about this so that they could go and make a follow-up documentary to making this movie. Like, that's what I want to see coming out yeah. of this. I am so bad about this. I, yeah. I, okay. I love it. And I love that Daniel Radcliffe has kind of found his niche. I mean... So many of these guys, they go and have a big title role, you know, something like a Harry Potter, and then they can never go and find work doing anything else. And he seems to have just tried, or he just seems to have stopped trying to be a regular actor and has just gone after roles that, yeah, Yeah. uh, that's just it. Because he went and had, I'm trying to remember, what was it, the Lady in Black or something like that, the horror movie, Uh then Horns, and now seeing this. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff. He also did another Frankenstein, Frankenstein's. Yes. Yes, Frankenstein. Oh, I, I forgot about that. Like, yes. uh, he also has done a lot of stage. Moves. He's also yeah. done yeah. a lot of stage work. Like hell, he did. He was naked on stage at one point. Equus. Mm-hmm. Yes, I saw Equus, that yeah. in Broadway, um, which was his first role after, after Harry Potter. After yeah. Harry Potter. Um, because yeah. they weren't and, allowed to do anything until the last movies were finished, weren't they? Um, probably. That's probably in their contracts. Probably. Um, Either that, or he was just being smart. If he, if that wasn't in the contract, he was just being smart because that's something you don't want to go and have controversy with right before a final film. Yeah, it, I can't remember. Like though. definitely, their their young stars, they probably yeah. had that contract that in their contract versus probably. like the Alan Rickman and what yeah. have you. Who? Yeah. Yes, you could go off doing <laughs> more stuff because we know you're not going to be stupid. Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but, and for yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. For me personally, when I first saw this trailer, I just died laughing. Oh God, yeah, it's, it's absurdist <laughs> and oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty know, it feels like yeah, like the way the trailer shot and everything. It feels like it's going to be one of those uh, like indie upbeat movies of uh, like. But getting, it's actually kind of sad. <laughs> getting to know yourself, like a better learning of life and like very deep meaning. Like, sure, there's a farting zombie in it that has weird powers to do things, but it's going to be like a coming coming of age, not coming of age. A what's the thing after midlife crisis? Self discovery, sort of. Before yeah. midlife crisis, self discovery. There you go. Yeah. After coming of age, before midlife crisis. Um, crisis. Crisis. I've had a few drinks. Uh, I start slurring like that, you know, I'm at the proper time. Um, yeah, self discovery. So it's like something you do in your 20s. So 
coming of age is like early teens. Self-discovery is in your 20s. Midlife crisis is in your 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. Somewhere around yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, know where I am. Yeah, I get it. You're yeah. not, wait, no. 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 <laughs> You're not that old. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Oh, sorry, had to get it in there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Before we go off of this, I do just have to ask the question, because when I first saw this, there was one thing that went through my head. And I just got to know if anybody else has felt this way. Watching that trailer, did anybody else go and think this is what you would see if you got totally blitzed on everything alcoholic and illegal that you could find and watch Castaway? Like oh, this wow. is, no, if, if you if no. you watch like but a, like Shaun of the Dead and Castaway. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah like on two go. different like monitors feature. going at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Time. yeah. yeah. It's like a good, Maybe. like, it's like their love child. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I okay. I, I, just, I just had to know if anybody else got that feeling. Because <laughs> at the beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Castaway. And then there's, yeah. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is Willis. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's Willis. Wilson. Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, sorry. Yeah, Wilson, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, though, that is our, I guess that's it, Robert, huh? Yep, that's right. Cue the zombie band. Oh, oh right, okay. yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> new, whole new meeting after watching that that trailer. Hey, look at that. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like the but anyway, hold on. Um, oh, there's Jerry. Here he comes through the window. Jerry, who's who? Jerry? That's his, that's not his name. We've been calling him Jerry this entire time. I thought the cello. I got the guy. I thought the guy that pulled the played the cello was 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 Jerry. That's a face, <laughs> and his name is Dave. God damn it, Cole. <laughs> Anyways, let let me let me get them going. Just all let, right. Ah, it's time for Tyler's Anime Corner. Now, in Tyler's Anime Corner, once a week, I, Tyler, ask a question about anime. And my friends have to come up with an anime that fits that question. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's just plain weird. What it always is, is very entertaining. Now, this week's question is, if you star in your own anime, what would it be about? Let's see what my friends came up with in this week's Anime Corner. Tyler's Anime Corner. So there Hi you go. guys. They're, they're, they're off. They're going. They're doing their thing. They're, they're going to go fart and be Swiss Army men, I guess. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't ask them. Shoot, shoot things out of various places, yes. Orifices, yes, yes. So that, yeah. that's my question. If you star in your own anime, what would it be about? I could have sworn I just heard um, gunshots and someone chopping wood. I'm not going to pretend that there isn't some noises going on in the background over here. Oh, I, th- I was joking, but never mind. Uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, enough of the rifting. Too much rifting. We've got too much time already gone. we got no time for rifting. <laughs> no time for rifting. Down on our so, rifting time. So, start Ooh. our own anime. Who do you want to go first, Tyler? Rob, what's GTO? <laughs> GTO, great teacher Onizuka. It's a fantastic oh, anime. Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic <laughs> anime. Honestly, I've just found myself in the position on where I have to be the guy pulling people out of the fire enough times that it's like, you know what, this pretty much is my life anyway. The only difference is I don't have cute high school girls in it. So it's like that pretty much actually sums it up. I'm not as epic as Onizuka. I'm not as interesting as Onizuka, but you know what? There's enough parallels that I'm just gonna go and take it for myself. 
that's it. That's that's my life as an anime. Close to oh, staying yeah. locked, I can find. All right. Oh, that was quick. Okay, sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, he's, exactly. Yeah, he's he's a he's the an awesome teacher, I guess, who likes to ride bikes and scare kids. Doesn't he? Does he scare kids? Uh, occasionally, he's put in charge of a delinquent class uh, in a middle school. He wanted to be a high school teacher, and he ended up with middle school students. Bad enough, he ends up with the delinquent class, and he's slowly getting the entire class to number one, respect him. And number two, to acknowledge that they're being fucking idiots and starting to get their lives on track. So hmm. yeah, sometimes it involves going and scaring them. Sometimes it involves quite literally just getting the shit feet out of them. Not by wow. him. He always finds a way to get somebody else to go and do it. But it's uh, he was a, he was a gangster in the streets when he was a youth and uh, was kind of aimless until he went and saw some, pervert of a high school teacher going and making busy with one of his students and he was like that's what I need to do for a living <laughs> get busy <laughs> with his creepy <laughs> god it was, seriously if you only go and if you just watch the first two episodes because it's it's basically done as one complete episode it's 45 minutes if you just watch the first two episodes and see his evolution from going and being this 20-something nobody to finding a dream of being a teacher. It's some of the funniest stuff you'll go and find. This was produced, I think, in 2000 and actually aired on Stars uh, as its U.S. broadcasting partner. It It's just charming in the weirdest freaking ways. I cannot even explain it. Like, you should hate this character. But by the end of it, you're like... Teach us, man. Teach us, Onizuka. Huh. Yeah. Captain, Neat. my captain moment there. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Not even joking. Okay. Yeah, um, if, if there was more teachers like him in okay. this world, there'd be a lot less, uh, there'd be a lot less problems with it. Cool. Okay. Robert? So, uh, we, got, so, we got lack in time here, so. Yeah. Um, well, let's just get it out of the way. Cole, go. Oh, fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha ha! For me personally, for personally for me, I would rather have a, my life kind of kind of like sort out on mine, mm-hmm. but without the getting trapped in a death game part. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> kind of we already talked about. We already talked about. we already talked about that question I had where it was a uh, uh, like if you were stuck in an RPG world, and you brought up that manga. Yeah, that was the gamer. Yeah, so that's yeah, the same kind of concept, I pretty, guess. Pretty much the same concept is that I would love to have my 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 life as a game, as a video game, and I could spot in the world kind of changed around me because of the powers. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like it like that. I don't know. We've talked about Sword Art quite a bit, haven't we? Have we? Sword Art, yeah, well, not that much. We talked about it at the beginning, but not so much lately. Oh. I feel like I've talked. I feel like I've talked about the arcs where I like the first arc the best. The second. Yeah, we've arc talked about that. Yeah. And then yeah. the, the sort out on line two, getting to the third arc, was kind of. No, it was good. I like. I liked some things they did in it. It was with guns, and I liked. I liked the first beginning episodes where he still has his sword powers, and so he's like super awesome with a sword, and like is able to pre. pre- predict the bullets and all that stuff beforehand because he was stuck in a video game, so he's. Like super has really good reaction time because if he didn't, he would have died. So it's like he is uh, a soldier. And then they kind of 
in the books they talk about PTSD a lot more than they do in the anime because um, that was the big thing about him killing like there was a whole thing about he killed a bunch of people like it happened because there's a whole bad because of, because yeah the what was it called the laughing coffin um was it laughing coffin yep it's laughing coffin like yeah I'm trying to think of it in the books if it was the laughing coffin that they went and killed. It may have been. It may not have been. Anyways, so yeah, there was a bad guild um, when he was Laughing part of Coffin, that, yeah. Part or, of that uh, guild. They went in and actually killed a bunch of people. They never really brought that up in the they anime. They brought a few, yeah. Um, so yeah, that wasn't really brought up too much in the anime, but it was a kind of a big deal in the books. Um, so he, he killed a lot of people. It happened. Um, but the guild so, itself had killed hundreds of people, so... <laughs> Yeah, but still, Cole. Yeah, I understand. (laughs) This is the most awkward question that's ever been asked here. (laughs) Whatever, I get it. I get it. But he's also he also killed Curadil at the very end of the like the one the the one who infiltrated the what was it the guild that Kirito had to join at the end of the first arc. Um, Yeah, the uh, the Red Cross. What are they called? Um, yeah, the Inquisitor, whatever, whatever guild they're in. Um, yeah, that's that's the guild he was in that they went and raided these bad guys because like they were basically on the front line the entire time fighting. But then these bad guild was causing enough trouble that they actually had to go in there and kill everyone. Which they're or good guys. Them. They Not don't all really... of them died. No, they killed a lot of people. Cole. Oh, they killed a lot. Yes, but they didn't kill them all. They killed a lot of people. Yeah, that's the point. That's yes. the point is yes, they killed again. a lot of people. They are against killing. They didn't really want to kill anyone, but they caused enough trouble that they had to go and kind of put them down and then eventually made them kill a bunch. It's the same concept of like yeah. um, soldiers or cops or any of that thing having to kill people, not because, because they had to, not because they wanted to. And that causes the PTSD the mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress disorder. And that's in the books where it starts talking about that. And that's what uh, Gun Gale or Sword Art Online 2 was supposed to kind of be about, where he gets into that game and it's supposed to start affecting him more, um, They, which they also didn't really bring up too much. But anyways, so that's Sword Art. There's mm-hmm. supposed to be a lot more PTSD stuff in there because yeah. of being trapped in a video game and people dying all the time and having to kill people and it was supposed to be more stressful on the brain but yeah. and then coming out of that and going back to the real world after three years was it three years two or something? two two two? Mm-hmm. two and a bit maybe yeah, yeah anyway but anyway oh. um so who's next it's either you or mckenna i'm gonna say mine because mine's also kind of re- re- um, relevant right. to that where i picked no game no life which is the same concept of it's a brother and sister duo who get trapped in a video game world, or it's another world where every problem is solved with a game of some type. Um, But the thing is, is like they make a reference to animes that like, they're like, Oh, this is, the kind of thing that happens to where the protagonist gets trapped in another world and is like, has to figure out how to get back. But then they're like, you know what? I'm tired of our world. It was boring and not fun. This is a world that's better suited for us anyway. So we're just going to stay here and start 
winning all these games so that we become the rules or gods of this world because that seems like the better idea to do. Opposed to getting home, why not just be gods of this world that is ruled by games? Um, which is, yeah, it's a really good anime. It's got Yeah, I've, I've watched so. a couple episodes. Um, I need to watch more. It is... Oh, the guy who wrote it, he wrote the manga... I think he was born in, like, Wisconsin or something. And then moved to Japan. So it's got more Western kind of theme to it. Um, so it's 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 different. Like, if you read it, you'll... It, it'll have a different feel to it. Um, it's, so it, it takes those tropes of, like, basic anime tropes and then kind of become self-aware of them and then kind of makes a joke out of them. So um, that's why I like that. That's why I totally... I, I'm, all, I'm all for the worlds where you're transported to another fantasy world where games are real and it's all versed over. That's that's where I get my hook. Like, it's 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 things like that. So, like, that's why I like Sword Out Online. That's why I liked uh, Horizon. Um, that's why I liked uh, Gate that I just watched. Or I liked Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. Um, it's, it's just all those animes where it's, like, transported to a fantasy world where there's more game elements to it and RPG elements, and it makes things kind of simpler and easier to advance in. So, if I had was in an anime, it'd be that where I get transported somewhere or get powers or something like that. So, yes. Watch No Game, No Life. That's a good one. I need to finish watching that. So, now you, everyone else has been pretty quiet because we're starting to rush through this quite a bit. Um, <laughs> well, McKenna, we kind of got, we kind of yeah. got lost at the beginning. So. So, we so talked I, a lot about Yeah, we, we, we rambled about chess and what have you. Uh, so I kind of took this question a little differently Rather than that's fair. What, that's, that's how you're supposed what, to do it. Rather than like what anime would I want to be in, I took it as which one is more what my life is. And my first example or, or or kind of like how I would want them to write my story. Mm. So it's it's more of a style sort of thing than an act, the actual story, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um so like I have two two examples and they're completely opposite of each other <laughs> <laughs> so a, like a mix between two their love child two. if you will oh yes so well i, I mean there's similar idea things in them but like so like the first option or my first example is hunger games which yes is not an anime but sort of that young country girl gets thrust into this situation where she has to fight and survive and use her knowledge to survive, right? Mm -hmm. Coming um, of age. A little bit of coming of age story. Yeah. And then the other option is also, I guess, a coming of age story, but it's Princess Tutu, which is very much different than Hunger Games, which was your action sort of story, where Princess Tutu is definitely a magical girl, cutesy story, where a girl's given powers of dance, <laughs> of ballet, and she has to fight to save her... Pr she has to dance to save her prince and what have you. The thing with Princess Tutu is the first half of the season and the second half of the season are completely different. So at the halfway point, the, the antagonist resets the story. Because he didn't like how it was, 
happening. He's he's the story writer. He's so, um, and so he doesn't like how the story started. So he resets it, and that's the second half of the season, um, or of the series, and because it, it's like twenty four episodes, but it's two twelves or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. either like that half season or full season. Yeah, yeah. Like how they do it. Yeah, and so it's the plain average girl gets blessed with powers and then she gets to go out and save the day right and so that's I I guess there's that similar story there of a girl relying on herself to save the day as opposed to being saved by the prince or what have you Mm -hmm. because I I, I tend to be drawn to the strong independent women (laughs) Ah. characters yeah. Okay. Well, that's 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 good an idea. Yeah. So you'd be you, your anime would be kind of like that, where it's like your, sir. It's and probably would end up being a magical girl anime because that's how anime works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know. All the studio uh, Ghibli movies are basically coming of age of like a girl kind of doing it by herself. And, and kind of prevailing. So, yeah. 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 But I, that's a good understanding. Well, there, there's some that aren't, but yes. Yeah. Uh, give or take. <laughs> yeah. Kind of please everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking oh, Grave of the Fireflies yeah. or trying to. It's been a while since I watched Pocoroso, but there is oh, the main. Please. Pocoroso is totally a coming of age story about a young <laughs> woman going and finding her way in life. Come on. Okay, totally. <laughs> Oh, oh, you say that, but then there's the girl that's then in there. There is like, the girl follows, character, yeah. I know. That follows Pocoroso. It's like, so Pocoros is the main character, sure. Yeah. He's, he's not He's not he's a female. He's the character, yeah. Yeah, okay. but like, there is the girl that's but there. But he's, sa- he's saved by the girl, so. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a um, strong, independent woman. Yeah. Very clearly. So, yeah. And, like, let's see, I've met the voice actress for the English of the woman. In Pocoroso? Oh, okay. So there's Pocoroso, there's the girl, and then there's the woman, right? Who is also a strong, independent woman as well. Strong, independent woman, yeah. And I've met her voice actress. Hmm. Actually did lighting for her. Because she was also the voice, singing voice of Angel in Lady and the Tramp 2, the voice of Meg in Hercules. Oh, snap. Yeah, she was the first Belle on Broadway, and that's Susan Egan. Cool. Love her. She's a sassy lady. She is. She gave me a food tray. Cool. <laughs> but that was back in high school. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Well, um, yeah. So, so I guess that's the end then. That's the anime corner. So you learned some things. You got your sword out online. You got to read the books. You got your, your <laughs> Princess Tutu, which is about coming of age, strong independent women, Hunger Games stuff. You got some GTO, your, your uh, teacher otaku, not otaku, Great teacher Onizuka. Onizuka. And you got some No Game, No Life. So check those out. Watch them. If you haven't watched them yet, if you have watched them, rewatch them. Rewatch Yeah, sure. Go do that. Yeah. Some of them are long. Like, I assume Onizuka is like 24 episodes. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Onizuka? I'm never going to go home. 
<laughs> the great teacher. The great teacher. GTO. There we go. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, it, I think it's 47 episodes, if I remember correctly. It was wow. kind of weird with the way they broke up the episodes. Yeah. So, like, that's the thing is, like, there's animes that are, like, 12 to 13. And then there's, like, the 24 kind of episodes. And then there's the ones where they get up into the 40s and 50s. So, these are all really <laughs> yeah. long ones. I think No Game, No Life is the shortest one. So, watch that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Princess, Princess Tutu, Tutu is twenty-five. Yeah, uh, that's a good size one. And then sort of like I said, it's 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 the it's a story twice. So mm-hmm. yeah, because like that's how they're kind of split up. Is like they're either twelve to thirteen, or they're twenty-four, or else they're in the fifties, forties to fifties. Mm-hmm. So it, it, okay. it's it's pretty consistent. So it's nice. So you can look at an anime you're like you know how long. It's going to have that number of episodes in a season, and so you're going to kind of know how quickly you can get through one if you have to burn through it or if you want to spend your time. Mm-hmm. So you, I, I like the consistency of it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Cole, guess what? You have a theme now. Oh. Let's listen to that theme. Punch it. Welcome to my gaming table. Here, we talk about games, card games, tabletop games, RPGs, D&D, and of course, PC and console gaming. But maybe then again, you're here for news or reviews. So let's begin. Before we do, I have one question. What thoughts have you brought to my table? Let's find out. Let's go. Damn, that was a crazy theme. About damn time. Wow. Yeah, I know. I actually have a theme. Yay! <laughs> but anyway, so this week we're talking about um, VR. VR gaming. Mm-hmm. And mostly because... Did we don't I... talk about this? Yeah. Not really. We we talked a little bit about it, but but now that these actually been... We talked about the... Oh, it was about to be released, something. now it's been released. No, yeah. we actually talked about the PlayStation. Uh, the PlayStation, the one from Sony. I swear we talked about all of them because I would have talked. We, about we did them. talk about them in general, just talking about the ones that were there. We we talked more about promise last time. Now we're actually kind of seeing the results of it. Yeah. Well, when I can afford the uh, vibe, that's what I'm getting. What are we going you after? Guys? The vibe? Okay. I'm going for the vibe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, looking at this though, I'm just going to talk about it right now. Right now, um, there's the pricing for both of these right now. Um, this is an American, I'm assuming. But yep. the HTC Vive is currently set at seven hundred and ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yep, but it and comes with two controllers. It, yep. mm, no, yep. I don't. Yes, yeah. But here's, here's the yes. thing, though. I also went online and I went to the website, and for some reason, the price came up to me for twelve hundred bucks. Canadian. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, twelve hundred bucks Canadian. But that comes with the with the controllers, really like a thirty like percent. Yeah. Add thirty percent. Yeah. 30%? Yes. Around there. And I think it also, I don't know if, if Lighthouse is part of it, which is the which is the cameras that sense the vibe. Yes. That's everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yep. you, it so comes the, with the Lighthouse, so lighthouse sensors. Okay. 
Okay, so there's two sensors. They go in opposite ends of your room, like eight feet up. And then that's, that uh, talks to the cameras, the sensors on the head mask. Because the vibe is more about actually moving around and doing things. Where it seems the Oculus Rift, you can actually like, sit down and kind of just look around in a spot. So the Oculus Rift is more for, like, couch gaming. The vibe is more like the way the Kinect was, where you're up and Stand moving. Stand up and go, pretty much. Yeah, so it, it needs a room. So it's got those two sensors to tell where you are in the room. Yeah. Um, and then it comes I've, with the two hand controllers. So it yeah. comes with a lot of stuff. Yeah, the um, HTC Vive is actually produ- was produced in, condu- in conjunction with Steam. So yes. there's actually been a huge, there's actually a large amount of games that actually have come out for it. The one, the one that I'm most aware of at the moment is called Hover Junkers, which is, which is um, a multi, a single player and multiplayer experience. It's like Kids of Icarus. Essentially, but you're you're actually walking around and you can move your hands around with the controllers and your character in game can like wave at your at the uh, people on other like uh, it's a, it's a shooting game. It's a it's an FPS game. And you can wave to people on other things. You can flip them off. You can shoot at them. Like it's all tactile and you can all kind of feel it. And I've the reason I've watched it is because it's put on by the guy by Brandon Latash um Brandon Latash, who is formerly like for you know, Freddie Wong and um like Rocket, Rocket Jump. Jump Studios and stuff like that. But yeah, he created stress level studios. Stress stress level zero studios and they made games with the and with this, and I've watched them play a bunch of different of the games and stuff like that. So I'm really excited about it because they're like, it'd be fun to to fight with you. Like, like for example, Tyler um, going like, cause there are sword fighting games in this thing. Yep. Well, we and, did that with, uh, with the PlayStation move. There was yeah. sword fighting games and we, we fought, we did that. We did the archery too. Yeah. And yeah. then we played archery with the uh, Wii and such like that. So it would be but fun would, to do. Yeah. But it also, um, it's more like you can do it like across the city instead of you having to come over. Oh yeah, two headsets, yeah. seven dollars each. But like um, another big thing I saw was the paint one. Mm-hmm. That was the um, three the three dimensional painting. And I saw a thing that people did with that is they basically played Pictionary. Um, that's fun, yeah. So like that's that's an expensive game, of Picti- Pictionary, oh, totally. but yeah, pretty much. Um, um, it's using it. But yeah, so the price for the Oculus Lift, which is also just released, is currently six hundred dollars US. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit less expensive. Doesn't come with any controls. It's just the headset. Yeah, it's just the headset. Um, I feel like so actually, when they I'm, come looking, out. I'm looking at I'm looking at like the box right now. It has the headset, like the sensors, like the basic sensor, and a game pad. Yeah, that's so, about it. Like it feels like. You could buy that, hook up to your computer, and then you basically sit. Um, any of those games where you can look around. So, like, any game that seems like it's, you just have to look around in, that would be perfect for. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, what are those space games? There's a bunch of space fighter games where you're in ships and such. Um, that'd be really nice for that. Or, like... I'm just thinking, like, Borderlands. Man, just playing, like, Borderlands would probably be fun in that game. It would you be. just kind of look around in it. And oh, and by the way, um, I'm just going to see if I can find the list of games for this thing. Uh, well, this is a whole... Looking, na- yeah. 
Sorry, yeah, go while you're looking, yeah, while you're looking that up, I, I got to say, this is definitely interesting what's going on here, because I will say, as far as a game system is concerned, the Vive makes the most sense with the way they designed it to be able to have functionality both for stand-up play as well as for sit-down. They did a good job with that, especially partnering with Steam. There's a lot of great options. I do find it kind of interesting that a lot of gamers are going and giving oculus uh they're really beaten up on oculus right now it's like oh well they didn't really design the startup package for gaming and though that's definitely been part of the marketing for that thing oculus is already really well set up i mean that's becoming a standard industry tool for any 360 camera work designs or even for uh new company startups that are working in uh, robotics or multi-angle camera work, the Oculus was designed to be something that could be, it's an open source platform that you can go and do anything with versus the Vive is really designed more as a gaming device. So it's, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting thing seeing on how uh, just between people's perception of what these things are and what the launch reception is of these things, it's, mm-hmm. it's been very interesting going and getting to experience uh, both from watching these things as somebody interested in technology as well as somebody that wants to be able to use it myself for things that I'm actually capable of. It's interesting seeing how people are reacting to this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, I, I totally agree with that. Like, um, like it said here, like the Oculus Rift was like the start, I guess. They're mm-hmm. the ones that kind of like kicked off this VR race uh, yeah. when they kind of came off with the things. And so people were super hyped about it. Mm-hmm. And then they lost a lot of traction when they said they sold to Facebook. Um, that was like, that's fiscally, that's a smart move. Um, PR wise, that was a bad move because a lot of people thought, Oh, Facebook, that's, you're buying everything. Um, that's, that's what you're doing. And then, so they came with a vibe and like steam is now in the perfect position where they can't do any wrong. Like even when they do screw up and make wrong decisions, people pat them on the head and let them go. Kind of like the 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 worst thing I've seen in the distant time of like them doing something bad was when they did um, paid mods, I guess. Mm, yeah, and then uh, that that was gone within three days. Yeah, so they they got really people got pissed off, and then it just disappeared, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, I guess that wasn't right." Um, they're what about you, McKenna? Back- what do you think about this? Uh, I'm not much of a gamer, so <laughs> I have no horse in this race. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm over here playing on my iPad, so... Oh, yeah. Um, Would you do something like this? Would you use oh, yeah. a, like... Um, well, then, a non-gamer, well, what is your opinion? Yeah. Well, like, going back to what Eb said on it in the previous episode, the as a virtual exercise and doing, like, virtual... Um, stuff? obstacle courses and what have you and be able to use it like that. Yeah. I could see a a use there, but, and I understand that people like, or might want a immersive thing, but like my video gaming is, well, iPad games. And then just because roommate has, has it a pro set of drums for, uh, rock band so oh, the nice. rhythm games mm. and what have you which nice. don't really need VR it might be cool to have a, be able to do a full concert behind you but it's not a necessary thing you know yeah 
I understand. Yeah, but that that's like a party game, so you'd have to have like four headsets, which would be. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, unless we're getting to the hollow deck. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. The, the VR rooms and. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they've gotten this far, where they're actually able now to do multiplayer, is what I think is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that they're starting to like sure that it's been coming out for the last little while that they've been getting multiplayer VR experiences. Well, like a game's a game, Cole. Like it's going to have multiplayer, and so we just have to have another buddy who also has a headset. True, 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 true. So. But to be able to figure out individual movements and tracking that, and then sending that movement across this internet—that's a lot of deal. Uh, they, they, when it comes to gaming, they've kind of done it's that like, stuff already. Once, they, once you're able to project it into a game. Mm-hmm. Then it's it's not that much far of a leap to then throw it on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of stuff has been figured out pretty far already. Like they'll still have yeah. things like lag and all that stuff. Like, but like Obviously. you got you got MMOs and you got characters that are that are moving around and they're doing the one to one. And then you've got like emote, so you can like make a character emote and do all that and kind of dance stuff. around and yeah. So like yeah. There, there is the one-to-one of like characters doing stuff. Um, so it's just a step up from that, I guess. But it's not, it's not a huge step, like, because um, you're you're trying to make people interface with the program pretty close. But then that technology, once that technology there, the the stepping stones of crossing over to other people's games has already kind of been built up. So. It's not hard to believe yeah. that you got some people moving around and waving and doing all that stuff. Like, it's taxing on your computer and the servers, and that's why it asks for such a huge graphics card in your computer and all that stuff because it is a lot of information to process. But, um, but like, what I want to say is the HTC Vibe is what I see right now. Those things are coming out, and I see a lot more people. Uh, like YouTubers and all that stuff, I see them with HTC Vibes over Oculus Rifts. Mm-hmm. But when I hear people talk about it, they were more excited for like the Oculus Rift than they were for the HTC Vibe. And it's just kind of, it's kind of weird because I think it's right now the Oculus Rift has more stuff, but the HTC Vibe might have more potential, or it might be the other way around. It's it's really. It's really fluid and kind of hard to pin down right now because the vibe has a lot of does and doesn't have a lot of games. Like it could easily have a bunch of games because of how Steam works, mm-hmm. and so people can make games for it. They could all be shitty, and but that's how Steam works. And then basically, it's left up to the community to say, "Hey, these games are shitty. These games are good." And so all the juicy bits rise to the top and all the shit just kind of goes down and disappears. And like, so it kind of takes a little bit of time, but the vibe for gaming might kind of expand and get that kind of community behind it. That'll produce really, really good games. Like you get on like the green light and there's these games that just come out on steam that are just games that are indie and, and like five star golds, all that stuff. And it, it might hit the HTC Vive, and so you get that diamond out of the rough. Like, you're, you're going to get a bunch of shit games. It's going to happen, but then you're going to get the diamond out of the rough. That's really going to define VR gaming. And oh, so totally. it's games like that that's going to like pe- get people hooked on VR so it doesn't become one, another one of those gimmicks like 3D TVs where it just kind of was there 
and then just kind of trailed off because there wasn't really anything to hold on to to make people hooked on it where they're like, okay, this is a great game. You need to play it. I can only ever play it in VR because that's the best way to play it. Yeah, and so Hover, people will um, have for that stuff. Yeah, um, Hover Junkers, for example, there isn't going to be a normal version of it. It's only done in VR. You can't play it with a normal like set of controllers. You have to play it with a headset and um, controller, like hand controllers. Mm-hmm. So you can't play it anywhere, anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and like those are two big runners right now, and the third one, which actually is like the more augmented reality, which mm-hmm. a lot of people are excited for, which is the Microsoft um, Hololens. Yes, which mm-hmm. is that one's really expensive. But <laughs> yeah. here's the thing: you don't need to hook it up to a computer. You're buying a computer. That's what you're doing. Yep. It's, it's yeah, a headset that's a computer on your head with the screen and all that jazz and all and that you, stuff. And it projects it on you, uh, into your eye that it looks like it's on a screen, like on a wall, if you want. Uh, it you need ceiling. sensors for that kind of stuff. It's, it's it, like it needs something to anchor to. So mm-hmm. the way they talk about that stuff, it, I feel like you're going to start putting – that might be a thing where you see like RF codes on stickers on all these weird surfaces, and that's just going to be like a thing now. Maybe because cause like uh, like the 3DS had augmented reality, but you had to like put a card down, and then it read the diagram of that card, and then things could pop up, and that's just kind of how it understands augmented reality, where it needs to mm-hmm. look at like a, a QR code, something or something like that, where it registers these marks and then it can anchor the image onto something and pop it up because if it kind of just loosely looks at an image and tries to anchor it then you that's when you get these weird glitches where things don't work that well so you might you might start we'll figure seeing it out works. stickers and stuff all over the place to anchor stuff like i'd be totally okay with that you take off your hololens you see the world it's all dirty and gross and it's got stickers of like anchors for everything on it and looks all blank and not really appealing then you put it on your hollow lens and then everything becomes bright because it's got thing to anchor to and everything's pretty welcome and then we're to living the matrix in, then we're living in our <laughs> dystopian future oh no 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 dystopian future yeah guys the matrix yeah. is now <laughs> check skype this was the big news that came out of last week in case you haven't seen it oh the islands yeah yeah no, here's here's the reason why I personally have not been so excited about the HoloLens. I love the promise behind it, but I think that Microsoft, as well as Google, quite honestly, with their relaunch of Google Glass or whatever they're going to change the project title to when they actually officially launch it, I think they're the already project formerly known as Google Glass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, we've seen the we've seen the prototype <laughs> and the new model, and it's like, uh, it's. I think they're both stuck in old concepts because mm-hmm. I do believe you're going to see more stuff like what Samsung's done here with their smart contact lenses with built-in cameras that are going to be able to produce augmented reality views right in front of you. And that does require anchoring uh, both data as well as geo-tracking information uh, from a Samsung phone. I mean, it hasn't actually come out yet, but that's the way it's being designed. But the way the technology is progressing, I don't think you'll see big headsets. I think you'll either go and have things like these contact lenses or you'll go and see, uh, for people like me, they can't wear contact lenses. You'll go and see stylish and possibly even prescription uh, glasses that have these components built into them. 
I think that's going to be more the direction you go versus mm -hmm. what Microsoft has really designed, which is basically, they call it a HoloLens, and that's really what it is. You are looking through just a giant lens, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a you know, transparent uh, OLED screen. So it's going to be really interesting to see on how these technologies and designs change. Even Oculus, which, you know, now we see the final product of the first generation design of that compared to what it is now. It is unbelievable on how much has changed in their design aspects. And the guys that are making the Oculus, this is generation one. They're already working on generation six technologies out of that. It's very weird going and seeing on how technology is progressing so fast that version two is going to come out in a year and a half to two years, but they're already working on one that's going to be 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. I think the HoloLens, they're talk, or they talked about it at last year's E3. They went and gave us some really cool things to look at. My guess is if they talk about it this year, it'll look completely different than it did before. Oh, totally. Probably next year it'll be completely different, and it's all just going to keep getting miniaturized and simplified until eventually... It's something that you'll be comfortable wearing anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's yeah. that comes with the flow of technology. So definitely, as much as I want to talk about this, the reality is, by the time we're really utilizing this stuff and it becomes affordable enough for everybody to use it, it's going to look completely different. This is a great time to yeah. live in. We got no idea what the hell is happening. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So just yeah, uh, yeah. so just final final precepts. Um, I'm just going to go around and say, if given the chance, it was like, uh, Tyler, you're getting the, you say you want to get the vibe when you can. I, I get the vibe. Um, I might, I'd get the uh, hollow lens as either because like I have a surface and I feel like that would relate to it very closely mm -hmm. because I like the VR. I like the augmented reality. I do that a lot more, but mm -hmm. it seems like the vibe actually has a lot of traction. Be just, just, just because of steam. That's mm -hmm. that's really that. So I, I get the vibe. Totally. But yeah, so you like the fact that you so you think it will do well? The vibe? Yeah. It's already doing well. Alright, so yes, like, for you. Robert? It's it's already sold, but like the thing is, will it stay? Is it a gimmick yeah. or yeah. is it gonna be Do you I, think it will stay? I I I can't tell that yet. That's still too early to tell. Okay. Robert? Uh, okay, I'm going to be the odd guy in the room. Um, I'm actually waiting to hear, hear a little bit more information on Project Morpheus, a.k.a. its new title, PlayStation oh. VR. And here's the, here's the reason why. Because part of what I really like about that design and what the Oculus does versus what the Vive is, they're going for more of a full immersion concept with the way that uh, you have speakers set up uh, as earbuds trying to go and create more of an isolated experience. Here's the thing that I think PlayStation VR, even though I don't believe it will be, I, it's not going to be as successful, I don't think, as the other two, but I do wonder if it'll have a little bit more staying power because I do worry. I hate to say this, PC gamers, and I say this as somebody that was very well invested as a PC gamer for a long amount of time, when you have new ideas like this, and sometimes ones that really do stand to innovate the industry and change ideas, PC gamers can sometimes be a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pickle? Uh, that's, that's probably the best word that I could come up with. Anything else is just going to sound insulting. Um, there's a lot of purists that insist on doing things the same way. PC Master Race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of that that goes on. And 
yeah. even though people are running out and getting that. And you see this especially with the bigger name YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those guys are also making money being able to do that through Google Analytics. And the problem yeah. is, do you or is a normal person really going to jump on that? You know, here we have the launch wave, which. With this kind of stuff, the launch wave always works well. Yeah. In a year from now, will there still yeah. be companies developing exclusively for Steam, or will they move on to other things? PlayStation totally. VR, the only thing about that that really has me excited about it is just the fact that it's not relying on you to buy this really expensive piece of hardware. And don't get me wrong, it's still expensive at $400 or $500 if you need the one with the PlayStation Move controllers and the camera. Uh even though it still is an expensive piece of hardware, it's relying on the game console itself to do the work. That's very reasonably priced versus the computers that Oculus or uh, the Vibe needs to run off of. I just look at the entire package. Sony's done a good job of courting uh, game developers to go and produce content for them and to go and port content that's being developed for the other platforms over to it as well. Um, the library has grown when they first went and announced the final title and the uh, ship date for it. There were like 40 games that were listed for it. I just checked a list and it's over 60. It's slowly growing and we still don't know all the details. I'm still not 100% on this because they need to tell me one thing and it will be the difference between me buying it and me waiting to see on how the launch happens first. If they will give me the ability to go and play certain games, not even VR-related ones, but if I can go and play certain games just by putting on the headset and be able to view that instead of uh, watching my TV so I can just go and recline, lay back, and play my games viewing that like a television screen, if they allow that, I will buy that thing. I do not care if any of the games are any good. I will buy it just to go and have that personal uh, immersive experience. Exactly, because that's the one thing that actually has really upset me. Uh, particularly about HTC and their design. So they decided to be able to go and do all of these high-end 3D or sorry, uh, 360 viewing concepts and to be able to do these VR games. But the way that the current uh, software is set up for it, you can't just use it as a monitor. That's actually not true, actually, at the moment. They've actually done a... They've actually just did a software update so that they can play Oculus Rift, Rift games. Well, no, not that stuff so much. It's just I'm thinking about things from the perspective of having a personalized environment and being able to watch something without needing to keep my neck perfectly locked in to be watching a Uh, computer screen or something like that. uh, That's my thought. Like, I want to be able to watch a movie or be able to go and recline and play a game laying on my back on the bed or something like that. Okay. That That to me is on where things could make a lot of sense. And when they first were talking about Project Morpheus, that was something they were talking about with PlayStation VR, but I haven't been able to find anything since they've confirmed the release of it whether or not we're going to be able to do that if that exists i will buy playstation vr i screw all the games and whatnot Mm. if it doesn't have that eh, we'll see how everything launches and whether or not i go and put that money into that or maybe getting you know something from htc you know a nice little package with some controllers yeah so cool like i said that's Uh, the kind of phones i like yeah Mm -hmm. all right and so i'm just gonna end it there then um Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the first episode of season two. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got to say, I got to say one thing. What? Um, the PlayStation Morpheus yeah. VR. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's kind of doing the catch-up thing it did with the move and everything. So I'm not sure how well it will stick and stay. I that, think that's, that's what we were that's... saying before. Yeah. yeah. 
but like yeah, I, I uh, sh- yeah, sure. But like that, that's me saying that. So yeah, no, All right. makes sense. Yep. All, All right. right. Any. In any case, though, thank you for joining us once again for uh, episode one of season two. And thank you, McKenna, for putting up with us for almost (laughs) two and a half hours. No problem. And thank you for joining us once again. You're, of course, more than welcome to join us at any time in the future. If you would would enjoy it. I agreed to be on here without listening to you. After one episode, I agreed to come on multiple times. You've already heard it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good point, good point, good point. Okay, so Robert, <laughs> add another one to the contract. Yeah, uh, are you kidding me? She went and signed it in blood before we even got started on this thing. Oh, good, good. I was just about to ask for that. Like, yeah, no, at some at some point she's just going to murder me I, and go and take my spot. It wasn't my blood, but... <laughs> yeah. She's just... yeah. Wait, hold on. Why am I... Uh. You know, like case, kill you uh... and wear your skin, do like a nice Buffalo Bill style. But in any case, though, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And hopefully, within a few days, um, we'll have everything up on um, YouTube again. We'll have things going on SoundCloud. We'll have everything up on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, of course, give us a five-star review and uh, leave us some comments and and give us some feedback. And on Facebook, of course, leave some uh, comments down in the... Uh, give us a thumbs up and leave us some comments down in the co- in the comment section. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this this week and hopefully next time we'll be... Uh, we'll see where this adventure takes us for episode 14. Huh? Um, yeah, episode 14. So in any case, though, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on We Are Doomed, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Cue the zombie band. I don't think we need the zombie band. We have uh, that.